What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast, Season 4, Episode 10. My name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host Colby, and also joined by special guests today. Uh, special guests, would you please do us the honor of introducing yourself and your show oh. and what you're doing on the on our on our airways today? Oh my gosh, thanks for teeing me up there. The honor is all mine for sure. <laughs> my name is Jared. I am from the Play Along podcast. Uh, and I'm here to talk about Pokemon. And I'm very excited to talk about Pokemon. That's just rather unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we are going to have quite the... Quite the evening here. The Quite the, quite the optimism and, and pessimism uh, battle here today, folks. Uh, but, you know... But let's, let's let's clear the air, Colby. Colby, how are, how are you doing on this fine on this fine evening? Well, you know, I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, it, this is episode ten one for the record. Ten two will be coming out <laughs> later later this month. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Um, this is the first time since we've been recording that um, game of the year came out, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. So that has <laughs> when I'm not um, writing a. I don't uh, remember that yeah, when I'm not writing a seven-page lesson plan or working on a paper, I've been playing that, and it's been it's just been a joy playing the game, listening to the game's a different story, but um, mm. <laughs> the, the, we just Genesis just entered the plot, which is just unfortunate for all parties involved, players, characters, <laughs> the world of Migdar. Oh, no. It's just it's a tragedy, like. It's just ugh, I don't want to go on another tirade. Uh, I can't. I can't wait for that. Re- I can't wait for that review. Is it, is it that noticeably bad from like the uh, like remake and things like that? Like the writing? Because that's all I hear about it, talk about is just the writing and how bad it is. It's it's the only <laughs> video game maybe in the world where the voice acting and writing is picked apart line by line. It's that horrible at times. <laughs> Oh, like no. the entire Genesis uh. arc is just he's 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 just reading a play the entire game. Like he's just it's horrible. But uh, we'll get to that. Eventually on these airwaves, we're here to talk about um, another game today, as you guys alluded to. We, we, since I absolutely refuse to support this franchise anymore, we did recruit another Pokemon Smooth Brain. So, Jared, thank you for coming I'm on. Here, really I'm here with said, said Smooth Brain is ready to talk about these, uh, these Pokemon. I mean, well, first of all, uh, before we jump into uh, straight into the Pokemon talk, yeah. uh, if I've learned anything from my business writing class in college this semester, it's that you need to establish some credibility uh, in order to, to to convince the audience that you know what you're talking yeah. about. So uh, quickly, uh, I want, uh, Jared, you to just sort of summarize what you do on your show, mm-hmm. give the audience like sort of an idea of what you do on your own podcast, and then uh, we'll each sort of put our two cents on what our specific experience is with the Pokemon series uh, specifically and how and how long we've been with it so jared uh take the floor yeah so play along podcast is my show it is a weekly podcast where we play games in kind of a book club audiobook is kind of the uh moniker that we decided to take on what we'll do is the myself and my other two co-hosts we'll each take turns picking a game we then break that game down into sections and then we'll come together each week and then talk about that section specifically we we dive into everything about the game but specifically we do dive into a narrative so if you are trying to like avoid spoilers for, for games that you see on our show, play the game along with us or uh, play the game first and then come back. That's play along podcast. Oh my God. 
That's like the name of the podcast. It's like, it's like, the, it's, like it's He's right there. He's got the marketing down, man. <laughs> well, so, since this episode's come out, you've done an episode with our good um, Australian friend, Aussie Maple Leaf, on the Subspace Emissary, yes. which is the greatest story ever told without any lines of dialogue. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Indeed. it was so fun when she told me she had never, uh, like, she, she dabbled a little bit with uh, the Subspace Emissary. I was like, okay, you have, to, you have to play through it because it is an experience for sure. It, it, it's... Looking back on it, it very much is sort of a fever dream, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I feel like back in the day, we just accepted it. But, like, looking back on now, it's like, Diddy Kong and Fox McCloud are fighting Rayquaza. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? Oh, anyway, no, that's it's that's for your show. If you guys want to hear more about that, go go listen to that Link episode. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank Link you. will be in the description, of course. But now... Now we gotta. Now we gotta establish a credibility. All right, guys, it's been fun. Because... I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, Colby, I figured you would be the perfect one to, to start off. What? Oh, yeah. What? How long have you been playing the Pokemon series? Well, where did you start? What do you think about it? How? How? How do you feel about the series? Have we not told this? Story and what's your experience? On, have we not told this story on the airwaves? <laughs> I, if we never have, that's crazy. But oh god, indeed. But if this is if this is someone's first okay, time fair, here, you know, fair enough. You get the benefit. It's important. You to get establish. the benefit of the doubt, listener. All right, so my Pokemon <laughs> days started back in Gen 4 with, uh, oh, God, Diamond Diamond or Pearl, one of those two. Um, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Platinum mm-hmm. came out, I think, like a year or two later, and that's just the better game. So that's the game I gravitated okay. towards. And, yeah, from there, um, I think every 7, 8, 9-year-old who had a DS was playing Pokemon. I think that's just mm-hmm. what the kids do. Even today, that's probably just what the kids do when they're not playing Fortnite when they have a Switch. So... <laughs> Um, then Gen Five was right after that. I mean, I mean, we we can we can talk all day about Gen Five on this show, and I kind of wish that's what we were doing here today. Indeed. But you know, <laughs> so, uh, Gen Five is incredible oh, for a lot yeah. of reasons. Um, I still the thing that sticks out to me the most is like the pixel art is just it's so good. Like the animations, oh, yeah. the Pokemon, it's the first time Pokemon were animated in battle, the completely brand new decks, and the incredible story with great wow. characters. Like that was just that was just it, and then. I didn't get Pokemon Black and White two. Th- yeah, th- I didn't. I didn't play Gen six or seven. I didn't play Black and White two when it first came out. Tyler and I actually played Black and White two together because I remember Black and White two was really e- good. Yeah, we get we got White mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. together and we played through that and we were both like, "This this game's sick. Like, this is just as good as the first one." So yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like our first time we're playing a Pokemon game together. And then, and then, uh, Tyler and I, you know. I played more video games later on in my high school years. Tyler caught me with Tyler shot me with the weeb gun. And <laughs> then yeah, you hate to we, see it. Tough, a t- tough scene. I brought him back eventually. He, he shot I, me I, with I, the weeb gun right in time for Jenny. So truly a, a terrible friend. If I, if I do say so myself, because <laughs> I do apologize. For uh, that. I, I remember, I remember we were watching the, there might've been a director, a Pokemon director where Sword and Shield was first announced in, second period career technology class and everyone just started mm. laughing when the name sword and shield popped up and we're just like oh no this franchise uh, is cooked yeah. oh yeah <laughs> like, i remember that not, i remember those times this isn't but i remember like the reveal trailer like they showed off like the england themed like location it looked cool the starters like looked cool and then the game came out and it was just like and the game was te- cool and it's <laughs> yeah this is this is a tech demo and it just <laughs> the PNG trees are my favorite thing from that region. I benched my oh, starter almost immediately. Um, <laughs> poor poor Grookey got the got 
Thwacky in the box. Oh, yeah, he's Thwacky. Got... I, I like. I love Grookey. Thwacky is not. I'm not here for Thwacky. No, Thwacky's he got... the. He's the most <laughs> awkward mid evolution of all the. Did stuff. you actually finish the game, Colby? Did I completed the Pokedex, dude. Oh hell yeah! Oh, there you okay. go. You got some nice. credibility here, completing a dex. There you go. Yeah, well, I beat Did the you game. Get a shiny. Oh, that's right, because you got a shiny Ferrothorn, didn't you? I, I think I remember. Yeah, I beat. I beat the game because that. anyone with a brain could beat the game, and then. The DLC, yeah. the DLC came out, and that's when the yeah. you can do the shiny raids, or not the shinies, yeah. the legendary raids, where I got two yeah. shiny, the Dynamax where I got two shiny legendaries. Yeah. So that's kind of like my what only. What were the legendaries you got? <laughs> uh, Garatina and Rayquaza. Oh, dang. Some of the good ones. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I had some pretty good luck, admittedly. Um <laughs> Tyler, I think you didn't you have some shiny legendary luck too in that game. Uh, no, oh, that's, no, that's unfortunate. No. That, that's right. I, I was. It's a tough scene. A t- I was searching for Ho-Ho since the since that DLC came out, and I never. Oh man, my first shiny in Sword and Shield was <laughs> it was the it was either the first or second I was trying to egg hunt for it, and I got a shiny rufflet. The first egg that I hatched, the first egg in the first batch, oh. it was the first egg that I hatched was a shiny I, rufflet. Holy yeah, it was I so caught it. Cool. Yeah, back when I caught a shiny bravery on victory road in in mm. black and white so oh, that's yeah that's really a cool, cool ass that's a cool ass um I, I think you were like tyler what the fuck is this i'm like that's a fucking <laughs> why shiny. is blue runs away. immediately <laughs> yeah so yeah. i'm like yeah well, i think it was a rough lap why time, is this bird have a di- why does this bird have a disease i should probably put it down but <laughs> yeah i mean and honestly um to put a sad note on the end of this story I, they just lost me with bdsp like those like those remakes were something that we were I was looking forward to for so long and and then again like the game came out and it was just like were you hoping that they were a reflection of Sword and Shield are you were you disappointed because they were too like akin to the originals they were too like loyal to to the original games is that why you didn't like it Yeah and Ty and I always talked about like we just want like like if they just did the 2D pixel like remaster of They'd be great. Like it'd just be great. Just do the same game, just upscale it a little bit, toss in a wrinkle or two here, here and there. But there's like no platinum content. It was just straight BDSP. They don't the say content Cyr- was disappointing. Cyrus is just named Boss in the text boxes. They don't even know his name. And the chibi art style, it, it's just horrible. Like it just looks terrible at the game's most. Like the world's about to end, and it's just like chi. It's like this three foot blue haired angry old man yelling at yelling at cloud. <laughs> And you're just like I don't feel yeah. any pull here at all. So, I mean, I, it could they couldn't even get me back with Arceus, which Tyler has said is like my dream Pokemon game, and I just won't get it. And then obviously I had no interest in getting. I had no I had no interest in scrolling Violet. So, I kinda, I'm currently a temporary fan as I stare at my Oshwat plush. I'm sorry, buddy, but um, <laughs> hey, that's you, where you I have stand. a plush. You've completed a Dex. I say you're a fan. I say you're a full fan I, at this point. I, I, listen, I care enough to let this series know when they're failing their fans, and you two aren't. So I think I'm more of a fan than you guys are. <laughs> but uh, if the I fans like are listen. happy with the product, isn't that what you're? Isn't that the whole point, right? Uh, listen, if you guys are happy with the product, we, that's a conversation we need to have in about <laughs> ten minutes here. We'll get into it. We we, we are. I, I'd like to think that Colby, you and I are. Are unbiased enough to talk about flaws, even in games that we. I like the second half of the generations anime or whatever the new one is. Journeys is really good. Oh, Journeys, Journeys, yeah, Yeah. I like that. That was good. With Leon, blew my mind. Oh God, fucking amazing! The Gen Five episode was awesome when Chris Hackney was 
N for us. Oh yeah, also generations. generations yes, was good, the yeah. the YouTube series. That yeah, was great. the anime stuff's pretty good, so I like that. I like, I like that. Oh, stuff. evolutions. evolutions. I that's as right. Well. Evolutions and, yeah. and generations. Those are good. I like those a lot. I could watch those all day. But yeah, the games are kind of um at a low for me personally. But I'll seriously know if you enjoy them. Like I completely understand. So like. With that said, someone else, please take the guy for the microphone. Uh, yeah, J- Jared, please. Uh, what What's your experience with the with the Pokemon franchise? Oh man, I started w- way back in the day with good old Game Boy Red and Blue. Those were the first one. I think Red was the first game I had because I mean, I was a, I was a young boy. I was like Red and Charmander. Those were the only two things that mattered <laughs> mm-hmm. in my life. Those were the most important things that mattered in my life. Um, of course, great. you walked, you walked I, a little a little taller in the school hallways if you had Pokemon <laughs> Red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played, I've played every game since then, and just the, playing the games in the beginning and watching the anime, I honestly don't know which one came first. I'm pretty sure I played the game first. I don't know. Maybe I watched the show first, but. I've always just been hooked. I've been hooked since the beginning. I and, and and those games has instilled in me like if your game has a mechanic where you can capture creatures, I, you, you got me. Monster Hunter stories. Hi, mm-hmm. hello. I, I'll buy you eventually. I oh, just have hell yeah, things. bro. Oh my if, god. If, if you can capture monsters in your game, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm down for it. Uh, it. It's funny you bring up black, black and white because black and white was a big one for me because that was the first game that I bought day one. I remember and fucking mm. stupid young high school Jared like oh I'll sell my old things to get I sold Soul oh. Silver and Pokemon Pearl oh. so I can buy a copy of Pokemon White the day it came out oh, and now I'm just like th- oh, those go for so much yeah I that hurts looking back I was so disappointed with myself no it's okay I feel like we all did stuff like that yeah like I I deleted my old save files with like shinies on them because I oh, wanted to restart no. the gate like it was. We all did dumb stuff like that back then yeah. with games. Uh, we didn't know. We had no we, idea. We didn't know. We had no idea. But that was the first uh, game that I bought day one. Oh, look, it's my cat. Oh, hello. Oh, hey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I remember that one very fondly. And then, honestly, I almost fell off in the X and Y days because I was just working part-time job. And I didn't have enough money to afford a 3DS. So, I honestly jumped into X and Y probably a year and a half, a year or two later. But after that, I, same, Sunny Moon got day one. I actually didn't get Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon the first day because when I was, uh, when it was releasing, it didn't look different enough from Sun and Moon. So I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just wait. Um, that's like, that's the platinum of that series. Sun and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are significantly better than the originals. Um, I like, I like some of the, uh, the, the Ultra Beasts that they introduced in that game. I think that's what... <laughs> I'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's a good, that's a fine opinion to have. Yes, <laughs> we are going to be here for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, continue. Yeah, but I, I mean, I can I can recognize that the the games start to pick up and start to have more issues come Gen nine, uh, Gen eight, and Gen nine. Um, but I, even now, I look fondly back at, at Sword and Shield, and I've been enjoying my time with. Um, the current games and i loved legends arceus that was really fun too but i just love pokemon again you put you put creatures if your pokemon game has new pokemon and i can catch them you've already hooked me like that's that that's all i need <laughs> that's all i need from the game it's true so let's say they, they have a strong base it, I, i've talked about this with colby before on the podcast it's yeah. such a strange like weird limbo space of nostalgia and just like a good concept that it's just like the like just 
makes these games, no matter like what quality they're mm-hmm. in, like there's always something about them that draws you in. Yeah, if you're if you've been a fan of yeah. it for, and I think that's uh, even that's exactly yeah, what it is. It's a little this bit. weird. Like obviously, I have nostalgia for this series. I've been playing it my entire life. It's been with me since I was a kid. But then there's also this weird like that the nostalgia instilled this hook and this this gameplay hook that I enjoy, which that's why I stay for it is because this gameplay hook and which now I look for in other games that, that present that same gameplay. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's strange. Like you, you try to be like, you know, stuff is wrong with these games. You know, you know, a lot of it is unacceptable, yeah. but it's like, fuck, I'm having so much goddamn well, fun. That's weird too. It's that like, I can't, you know, I, I, I think that's what makes a game. Like the idea of a perfect game, not saying that the, these games are perfect games by yeah. any means. Yeah. But like yeah. the perfect game is a game where like you can recognize the flaws, but th- those don't uh, detract from the experience. Bother you. you. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, that's of kind of how I felt in some of these games. Like I, I can see like, yeah, JPEG tree, kinda lame. But have you seen <laughs> have you seen Sizzlepeed and funny. its evolution? Like that's a cute ass little Pokemon. Like, how can you not enjoy that part? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see parallels to this conversation throughout what we talk about today. But I'll, I'll, I'll be quick with mine. Yeah. Uh, I also started in Gen Four. Diamond was my first. I believe mm. Colby was the one who sort of like talked to me about it first, and he was like, "Hey, get this game." I was like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." And then I just, you know, I fell in love instantly. Diamond right. was a fantastic game. Uh, I think I went back because in the original DS you could plug in Game Boy Advance cartridges, so I went back and oh, I played, uh, and I played Sapphire. Uh, to see what that was all about. And that was a fantastic uh, game. Uh, I loved that. And then, obviously, Harkold came out. That's probably one of my favorites uh, of all time is Harkold. Uh, just so much content in that game. And I was I reset that game so many times to just play through it from the beginning over and yeah. over again. Uh, then I remember, like, reading in a magazine about, like, Gen... F- like, a Nintendo Power when they still sent those to our house. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, it was, like, Musharna and Gigalith were, like, some of the new Pokemon that were revealed. And I was, like... Like, they looked so alien to me. Like, it was so weird to see, like, new... Like, new Pokemon for, like, a whole new yeah. generation. So I was... That was the first time I was really in a hype cycle for one of them. And then I got Black and White, and it was fantastic. Colby and I obviously played through Black... Or uh, White 2 later and loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, X and Y, I actually really liked. Uh, I can definitely tell yeah. you now, looking back on it, story is absolutely dog shit, just absolutely horrible. I mean, to, to be fair, most of the time it's dog shit, but it, in that, of course, in that side in particular, especially X coming off y the heels like, of Gen Five, that's a tough, that's tall yeah, order. Yeah. yeah, like like the eighth gym leader, I think has like three or four, like three Pokemon or like four <laughs> that's Pokemon. Awesome. Well, like it, all it, the elite, all the elite four members only have four Pokemon, yeah, and it's, it's just so bad. weird because and, like black, black and white, and black two, white two had such like a, I will say like mature story for a Pokemon game, and X mm-hmm. and Y definitely felt like they were trying to like redo gen one like let's bring more like people back into this let's kind of do like a refresh here make it more kid-friendly make it more like accessible and you can definitely see yeah. that in the parallels between both of those yeah i mean i still really liked it because a lot of my friends were playing at the time yeah. and that's when i got into competitive you yeah. know because it was really was x and y made it really easy uh to breed competitive pokemon and mm-hmm. ev train and iv and you know get all those up so that's what sort of hooked me there. But again, like they didn't use me- like I loved megas, but they didn't use it nearly as much in the story. I feel like every gym leader should have had a mega evolution. They didn't do that. Uh, it was a lot, it was a quick breeze through, but in the end I still enjoyed my time with it. And then sun and moon came out. Yeah. Uh, I actually liked the original sun and moon more than the uh, ultra sun and ultra moon purely based on story. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think wow. the story of Sun and Moon is. I think Ultra Sun, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is the same story, but they just sort of make they it made it more complicated. Not as yeah, like they try to redeem <laughs> Lusamine, which yeah is like no, oh, man, absolutely a whole, not a whole thing though. Like I, I wish, and that in Sun and Moon, the the first time you fought her was her instead of like yeah. creature her using Pokeballs, which I thought was yeah. so strange. Like, it it was certainly here? strange. Yeah, but I, I like I like the island trials. I like that yeah. they were trying something new. Yeah, uh, Ultrasound and Ultra Moon were still fun. Like I loved Ultra Necrozma. That was a really difficult fight that you had to like think through, and that was really cool. Uh, then Sword and Shield came out, and you know I liked it at the time. That was when I first got into like the Pokemon Club here at the college that I'm going to. So awesome. I had like a bunch of I had a bunch of people all playing at the same time. So mm-hmm. like regardless of the game's quality, I was going to have fun no matter what. Uh, but definitely looking back on it, like. The story is like probably the worst in the series. Oh yeah, like it's really, like really going through the wild area now. Post Art Legends Arceus, it's like this was this was interesting for yeah. Sure. Like the wild areas weren't super interesting, and the, yeah. you know, I liked the characters. I, f- I felt like the characters yeah. were interesting. Like Leon like is very, Leon and Sonia, and like the gym Bion. leaders are all really memorable. Yeah. So, but I think the story just definitely fell flat. And, you know, story is a huge thing for me in, like, any game that I play. Obviously, I'm going to play Pokemon because it's Pokemon. But, like, Game Freak, I'm going to make fun of your story after you make fucking black and white, for God's sake. So, you know, like, we got to be on top of that. Story in Sun and Moon, though, was really good, too. Like, Lily and Gladion and Lusamine and that whole thing was really good. Yeah, Uh, totally agree. And then Legends Arceus came out, and that's my favorite Pokemon game like ever right now like oh wow that's ex- your favorite one i feel like it's exactly what this series needed it was yeah. like a breath of fresh air it was like they tried so many new things it was super experimental and and i just loved it you yeah. know it was great it, it's so interesting because like at this point now i almost separate my favorites into favorite 3d and favorite 2d because mm-hmm. i think i get yeah. i get very different um experiences with both of those so i think mm-hmm. like man it's it's tough legends arceus is good scarlet and violet We'll, we'll get into it. I don't want to say that's yeah, my we'll, favorite. We'll I feel, like, I feel we'll like I'll break. Uh, I'll break Colby's heart if I say that Scarlet and Violet is my favorite. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll trust me. We'll be breaking Colby's heart a lot. Okay, you're right. Episode. You're right. Do yeah, not I might die about during it. this recording. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I mean, Legend Darkest was absolutely fantastic, and then yeah. Scarlet and Violet. Uh, very contentious topic right now, but on the yeah. whole, most people seem to be enjoying it despite the flaws. So we'll get into and, why that is. Yeah, I was about to say, Colby, why don't you why don't you tell us what the score the score on this game is right now? All right, I have Violet pulled up. Um, J- Jared, do you have Violet or Scarlet? I have Scarlet. Oh, well, Ooh, shit, there we go. Have... We got we got both we got both <sighs> versions covered. Maybe, maybe Fantastic. Work and, I'll, All right. I'll, and I'll drop I'll drop the hot, hot take that I like Scarlet's legendary and Pokemon better. Oh no, definitely. Oh, okay, uh, maybe that's. Not I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, freezing cold. All right, here we come. <laughs> At least um, you're right. All right, Pokemon Violet based on 103 absolute expert gamers and critics <laughs> um, comes in at a 72. Ooh, okay. okay. That's a, that's uh, well, a C. C's get I'll degrees, baby, out. so I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, it, well, I'll, I'll, while you guys talk, I'll find out where that ranks among the meta. Not that it matters, but the meta score for all Pokemon mainline games. I'll sure, find out sure. Where that ranks. Okay. Coming in at the user score, Coming in from 1,648 absolute expert game freak smooth brains, comes in at a hot 3.8. Oh. And, okay. Yeah, that makes and sense. And it is now six, 1,649 because I just gave it a 1. 
you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Asshole. So well, we got we got we got well, to, you know we got to balance it out by go getting it like like five uh, ten yeah of course we might got to round well, that down to a three point seven. Well, you know, I feel like this is an important conversation to have. Let's talk about why those people might have given it that score. Yeah, because we're gonna talk about we're gonna this will be the transition into now we're talking about Scarlet and Violet full. This yeah. is the review section now. So let's talk technical stuff right out the gate to get it out of the way. This is probably where a lot of those review, those low reviews are coming yeah. from, because I'm not gonna lie to you, this is pro- this is an unacceptable way to release no, a 100%. game. hundred percent. Like this is not a good state to and release a it, game. It's in, so funny be in a technical yeah, it's sense. It's so funny because looking back at like controversy when Sword and Shield came out, you know the whole Dexit thing, the tree, all of that. Uh, Sword and Shield still ran fine. I mean, there's issues with story, there's issues with yeah. Pokemon, like, there's all that, but it, it it was a smooth-ish run. There was no, like, technical issue. It was optimized. Exactly. Scarlet and Violet has just been a technical no. <laughs> Yeah. Like, holy shit. I, I split it up into a few yeah. categories. Uh, we will talk about uh, graphics first, because um, it's... Yes, Colby. So, for the mainline games, it is we go. tied we go. for last... Okay. In Ooh. what? In critic score, tied with BDSP, and I will give it this: it is rated higher than the Isle of Armor DLC for Sword and Shield. Well, that's a pretty low bar. It, clear. it, it cleared it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I guess I didn't say in my experience. I also think BDSP was very bad, as well. I, I did not really enjoy that. I like the Elite Four. I like the difficulty of that. I like the Elite fun. Four. I thought the water looked cool. It was. It was, it was, it was fine. It was okay. Yeah. Water yeah. looks sick. It, it Terrible was, yeah. game. Water looks If great. it, if it had, if it had the platinum content in it, it would have been so much better for me. Yeah, it should have just episode. been yeah. platinum. That's a different conversation. Yeah. It, it really should. Anyway, that's a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back around to graphics, yeah. but yeah, the graphics in this game, bad, really bad. Unfinished game released. Let's go. Let's fire up the pressure cooker. Yeah. Let, let's go with that. Oh, here we go. But yeah. Uh, graphics are, um, not mm-hmm. good, That's not nice. good at all, which is kind of funny because they do a lot of establishing shots. Like, look at the beautiful <laughs> landscape, and it looks just, just like a Pidgey flying at like two it. frames a second across the screen. And you're like, oh. Yeah, it's like, look, it's like one of those images where like you can't identify any like actual thing, yeah. like object in the image. That's why I felt when you're on top of the lighthouse with Nimona looking out, she's like, Look at all the stuff you can explore. And I was like, That is. Like a these flat. Are, these, are some, these are some beautiful like looking a, shapes. These are some cool shapes. Like the, the, those, that, those is a lot of pic, visible pixels yeah. everywhere. Uh, does not look great. I think it looks worse than Legends Arceus, and Legends Arceus already didn't look. Yeah. Well, I think the problem with Legends great. Arceus too is it like didn't look great and had a very very brown undertone. This is very colorful and very bright, which makes those flaws stand out even more when they're you stand yeah. out more. Exactly. But yeah, uh, the Pokemon and people models look pretty fine yeah. as they all oft, oh, mostly do it's mostly the yeah. environment graphics in pokemon games that really mm-hmm. struggle 
Uh, and any interiors are also really good as well. Like, the few that there are, because this game doesn't allow you to go into many My buildings. My one gripe with the interior, and I don't know if anybody else has noticed, I don't know, I don't see anybody talking about it, but the the building you go to cut your hair and do any styling has been the same since sun and moon sun and moon sword and shield and this it's been laid out exactly the same you walk through there's a counter and then there's like three salon but it's it's the same they haven't changed it Mm -hmm. that's my that's my that's my biggest problem no that's fair i I actually hadn't i have not changed my character's appearance since the beginning of the game so i wouldn't have noticed (laughs) but (laughs) hey this is why we brought this is why we brought you on the show you're the i'm I'm drip master who needs potions to heal my pokemon (laughs) i'm I'm just gonna buy clothes from myself hey look good play exactly i mean exactly another thing on clothes character customization we'll we'll get to that anyway that's in a different (laughs) section but uh yeah interior like graphically is fine but like outside environments are just they just look really bad no matter if you're like up close or really far away it's pixely models we've seen in many pokemon games that mod that there are like multiple different models of yeah. pokemon so there's like a low poly version if they're yeah. far away and they're fully poly version if they're close but you don't even have to go that like a few feet away from a pokemon and they already revert to they're their low like poly low poly yeah. forms if not despawn entirely like it's it's bad like when if you're on a grassland like the blades of mm-hmm. grass only spawns so close to you and then because like if you look out in the distance it looks like just a flat green paint but when like in a small radius around you there's grass yeah you know there's stretched and pixelated textures there's low poly terrain even when you're right up close to it uh like a lot of tall mountain spires like the visible polygons of like this giant triangle is just so noticeable uh yeah graphics are not good and and that's a normal conversation in these games. People don't usually don't go for games for the these games for the graphics, but these graphics are not good. They're like bad. They're just, really bad. Just, <laughs> yeah, it you you cannot you can't ignore yeah. it. Like it's not something you can ignore anymore. It's just getting and worse. I, I don't know. I, I like I like some of the character models. What the one that stuck out to me the most is when you like you fight Nimona and she goes. I, I always say her name and think of Nimona and can't never not think of Nimona. Yeah, yeah. Um, when no, you it's fight okay. Nimona and she does like her little animation and she fights you. Like that looks good to me. Like I think that that looks fine. But like oh yeah, anywhere else it's the same static characters and graphics and uh, backgrounds popping in when you're like not that far away from them and it's graphics graphics aren't great yeah we we talked about this in sword and shield but like it's it's like the disconnect right right? like the wild area in sword and shield looks absolutely horrible but when you're in cities like uh like modestoke and like the cities look really good like like they look they look good uh honestly but it's just the natural environments that seem to always just yeah. get the, the short end of the stick in yeah. these games. And even in these games, uh, especially in a game, cities, yeah. like, some of the cities are cool. But again, when you're walking into, yeah. uh, I forgot what gym is or what city is the um, electric gym. But going into that city, it's like visible lag citywide and just like polygons not loading yeah. in and just terrain that immediately when you go in there because there's so much happening in the game cannot handle it. Exactly, exactly. It's... It, it's just not but yeah like you said like the like the character animations a lot yeah. of the, like the pre-rendered cutscenes are yes. really good and like the major character animations and their like expressions and their models they're like almost flawless yeah. they're really really good it's just that like dichotomy it's it's so jarring yeah. that i think it makes it worse well, i don't think it's gonna get yeah. better either yeah go ahead go ahead 
Well, yeah, I was gonna say that's that's the issue is especially when you're trying to convert into this open world aspect now fully now mm -hmm. branding they've marketed as open world game when you're exploring you're seeing a lot of these things it just takes you out of the experience when you're exploring an open world game you want to feel immersed and there's definitely times in this game where i do feel that but then i'll be snapped out of it by like a, a lagging character or uh, getting into a new area and none of the textures loading and it's it, it definitely pulls you out for sure yeah, I was about, that's exactly the point I was going to yeah. make. Like, if you're going open world, the environment that you're traveling through kind of needs to take yeah. priority, and they and they didn't do that. But uh, let's move on to lag, performance, and frame rate, uh, because this is the first Pokemon game where like I've f lagged almost every session I play. Yeah, like there's well, there are like moving models, like like characters that are moving, Pokemon that are moving they begin to stutter and have a lot lower frame rate even when you move a short distance away yeah. from them. Uh, there is insane pop-in on Pokemon, people, environmental yeah, you assets, pop in, everything. You get pop-in like, and you get pop-in. Everyone gets pop-in. Exactly. Like if you're boosting around on your Pokemon mount, Pokemon will spawn like five feet in front of your path without warning. I can't tell you like, how many just, like, I just like ran in. over as I was running through that just spawned in front of me. Yeah, like as you're walking by, you're like, there's nothing in that space in one frame, and then the next space, there's a like a horde of five Pokemon that Honest, just spawned in without any animation. Honestly, whatsoever. this is my biggest issue with the game. Like, you usually, I mean, <laughs> the graphics are bad at this because they don't like function well. But a lot of people complain about like Pokemon graphics not looking good, and like Sword and Shield is fine to me. Some people don't like it, but it's fine. But when your game's frame yeah, yeah. rate has is so inconsistent and drops so consistently, that's the biggest thing for me. When I'm jumping and you can visibly see like your mount like going the, the, and yeah. jumping, it's just like the frame rate is the biggest thing. It's the biggest hit for me in this game, honestly. Exactly. Like if you're, I can deal with bad yeah. graphics if the game runs right. fine. But if you have bad graphics and your game runs bad, like that's just you. We need to pump the brakes and figure out what's going on here. Like I get, I could just like but, Colby sitting there listening to us like point out all these bad things. He's like, yeah. So wh why do you guys like this? You're agreeing that these I, things are bad. Why do you enjoy? Well, yeah, this I'm, I'm, I'm reading these notes. We we got we got a long way to go before we get to the good stuff. But <laughs> it, it's important to get this out. Of, it's important to get this out. Yeah, of I was just gonna. It's I was important just gonna to get this out. Of there, like. The yeah. conversation of like Game Freak's role within the Pokemon company has become a lot more prevalent since this game has come out because it's been, I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys have seen all this, but there's been a lot of talk and rumor that Game Freak is wildly like under-profited and understaffed for the mm -hmm. demand of the Pokemon company because Game Freak makes only, at most, a third of the money for Pokemon company, but that said, they sell like 15 million games every time they release something, so yeah, like this is probably just going to be a issue like indefinitely because it's harder to cover up the understaffed under profited issues on the switch because it's you know it's higher power than the ds it's higher power than the 3ds yeah. so like i don't it's not gonna be an issue until the pokemon company makes it a priority and if these games keep selling 15 20 million copies they're never it's never gonna get fixed and that's something that I didn't Dude, even really yeah. consider is all the participants in this. Like, of course, if you think of Game Freak and you go to the developers when it comes to these things, but who's ultimately making the decisions for these? Is it the Pokemon company? Is it Nintendo? Like, do they all have a, a stake in this at, at, at some point? So where is this coming out of? I mean, we, we saw it with like, like Cyberpunk kind of thing where like the, the, the devs, 
at the lower part weren't the ones making these decisions. It was a lot of higher up decisions, which was the cause of these issues. And I wonder how that equates to Game Freak and the Pokemon Company and where that where that lies too. Yeah, I was about to say that was a, that was something that I hadn't really uh, been knowledgeable on until recently, where uh, it was brought up more on social media that Game Freak was understaffed, but. I don't know. I feel like we know so we still know like so little about the about the situation. Yeah. Like game development, such more. It's a very secretive process, yeah. uh, especially for like you know companies as big as Nintendo and Game Freak. So, uh, well, we were just we were just you know, we can always take we can always take these things that we're saying with the grains of salt. Absolutely. There are obviously circumstances that may bring about these things that are out of their control, and they're not doing this out of malice. Uh, laziness, maybe at some level on the right, chain, exactly. laziness well, is probably to too. blame. It's like, where is that at? They're like, oh, we'll just, we'll just, that's fine. Cut all of this. It's going to sell millions anyway. It's just people are going to buy it. Just cut this anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Like, gu- guaranteed, there was definitely probably crunch on this game. Uh, I absolutely have no doubt on that. You know, when so many games come out that have the same symptoms, yeah. you start to be able to see like where the crunch yeah. happens. So I have, I have no doubt that this game was a. Had, was a product. Of yeah, we were just talking but. about BDSP, and like we were just giving that game a lot of flack. They had Ilka come in and work on that game, and I don't really remember any glaring performance issues with that game. Like we were ribbing on it for other things, performance really wasn't one of but them. Yeah, performance, not no. at all. I mean, even it was people good. that like dumped their cart onto PCs and and bumping that up to like sixty frames, like that game like looks good. Like it like ran really well. Like there were glitches, yeah. but like you had to like do them. Like you you wouldn't run into them unintentionally, really. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, this game. Like people would like speed run the game by like glitches. like levitating yourself into the fucking Pokemon <laughs> League, yeah. and like glitching cutscenes to walk past Cynthia onto the elevator as she's doing her <laughs> thing to walk into the room. But yeah. Anyway, you know, we'll. I'm sure we'll have more conversations as we uh, go through that on those more high bar, you know, corporate. Yeah. Things, yeah, but like that's but, we don't have to harp uh, on it too long because at the end of the day they still decided to release the game in the state. They easily could have stopped it, but yeah. so indeed they, they, they deserve they True. deserve the notes being a page and a half. And I was about to say they did. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know the the long history of this. We'd have to go back and look, but it, it seems for the most part when Pokemon ga- games get dates, that's the day they release. Like I don't think we've seen many, if any, Pokemon games delayed. Like a delay? once they announce yeah, that release date, no. that's the date it's coming out, regardless. The of first its, look, of its the first look was like a year ago, I think. I remember like yeah. it was in a direct or something. It was the land of a direct. Yeah, like well, we it, got, a year ago. Yeah. So like, yeah, I forget we got Legends Arceus and Scarlet and Violet. Like both of these released, they were bookended. Both of them year. in the same year. And yeah. BDSP yeah. was a year ago, so we've had three Pokemon games in a calendar year, which is just feels crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It does feel kind of crazy. Yeah. But that anniversary, man. Uh, getting back to Scarlet and Violet specifically, yeah. uh, what was the last thing? Yeah, we were talking about lack of performance and frame rate. The last thing on that was uh, there are no random encounters in this yeah. game. Every Pokemon that you see is in the overworld. Uh, no more walking through tall grass or cave grounds and randomly walking into stuff. That but inevitable. that means that a lot of Pokemon can spawn in an area. And if a lot of Pokemon, especially like if you're on the coast where a lot oh, of water yeah. Pokemon can spawn anywhere, the your game just tanks. Yeah. Like you can't well, move at all. You need to fast yeah. travel out of there immediately. I mean, the other thing too is, uh, is this game carried over the uh, mass outbreaks from Legends Arceus. So even then when you're Legends going into Arceus, areas yeah. that are just like, See you're at the beach, and there's like twenty Wingle flying and running around the beach. Your your <laughs> game's gonna get a tank. Yeah, you're 
you're going to need to, like, get fast travel the fuck out of there immediately or your game's going to crash. But actually, I've never had... I haven't had a game crash either, yet, so that, that's... That's, that's good. <laughs> but uh, we were trying to get 10 out of 10. There you go. Uh, mo- moving on, uh, we... We were talking about glitches, which is appropriate because there are some glitches some. Uh, in this game. Uh, yeah, some. There's yes. Uh, I have not actually been affected by a lot of them. I also have notable. only dealt with performance issues with like lag and obviously the graphics. I haven't had any glitches at all. Yeah, but uh, some of the glitches that have been documented on like various social medias, there's glitches where like the models can just go out of whack if you're like getting on and off the bike and you have crazy proportions on your character. Uh, clipping and falling through the map has happened. Uh, there's there's like a memory leak in the day one yeah. version, so that would uh, like a lot of the oh, a lot of the soundtrack, a lot of the battle music would just repeat the first five seconds and not actually play the full track. Yeah, I remember that you saying that it was <laughs> hilarious. Was... Uh, ironically, it kind of made the Elite Four battles way more intense. <laughs> just these uh, five seconds of that. looped music over and over again. J- yeah, just a dumb, yeah, but... This company's the best. Uh, and Pokemon can spawn uh, stuck inside of the terrain sometimes. I've seen people that have shinies that are they find in walls. Yeah, shinies that get stuck yep. in the wall, yeah. Yep. So there are also a lot of glitches I have, in this I have game, breaking news. Um, What's that? Uh, the Sephiroth and Kazuya Amiibo officially have dates. January thirteenth, and Pyramith are in twenty twenty three, and they're releasing as a two for one. So, mm. I mean, what well, else would you do with this? Is a, a, that, that's pretty the best day ever for me personally. I'm waiting wait for this day for a long time, but keep going, please. <laughs> yeah, Sephiroth, my favorite Smash character. All right, <laughs> me too, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's that guy from Smash. Uh, He's that guy from Smash. I mean, that's literally for you. That is how you <laughs> you learned about oh, dude, it. Dude, I'm staring at right where I'm going to put that fucker on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, I, I, Colby's just having the time of his life here. Let's talk dude. like You're this. Just don't chilling. worry. We'll, we'll burst. We'll burst his. We'll burst his bubble I fired soon. Fired off a tweet. Uh, last, last thing on the technical yeah. stuff uh, is that they they removed a lot of quality of life features yes. that were present in previous games. Am I games. reading this right? They removed set mode? I, yeah. You can't... It's only switch yes. mode now. You cannot change it to set mode anymore. Yes. That's, so you you can't change it to set, which is wild. Because... Like, why? Like, why would you do it's that? The same, it's like the, like the EXP share thing. And I guess that, that that's worked out fine since then. But just like... If you don't want it, just give people the option. Like, just give people the option yeah. to do it. Like, give people the option to turn off the EXP share for all. Give people the option to play on set mode. It's just an added difficult. Like, I don't know what, why they would do that. Yes, it's just. I, it's but additionally, you know, th- this game pulls a lot from Legends Arceus. You know, open open world maps and and every no random encounters. But they removed the shiny noise that happens when a shiny spawns. See, see Game Freak was was onto it because now more people are going to miss shinies, which is going to make for more content people will make. More people are going to watch that, the content. <laughs> more people are going to play the game. It's you see, it's like a full it's a full circle kind of. Honestly, that is a thought that went through my mind as I was watching videos of people missing yeah. just like shiny hopips on Route One, just completely driving by them. Uh, but again, like, come on. Why would you? Why would they do were that? Were you just yelling? Were like, you just that's... yelling at your computer screen like, "Turn left, he's right there." Yes, one hundred percent. I wasn't because their chats were when I was watching them oh, on it's stream. Even better. Watching uh, chat replay, it's even better. 
But yeah. also, there's all you can't you also can't turn off battle animations anymore. Yep. You used, in old Pokemon games, you used to be able to turn off battle animations if you wanted things to you know go quicker. Uh, but now you can't do that. You just yeah. you have to sit through every single animation. I'll add another one that I don't see on your list. Uh, in most modern Pokemon games before this, if you go to heal, you click a hyper potion and you go to heal a Pokemon, it stays in yeah. the screen where you're on your Pokemon, and you can just scroll down and heal wherever you want. In this game, you yeah. heal and go to the Pokemon, and then it brings you back out to the item screen. You have to click the item again and then go back onto the Pokemon again. So they took out that ability to just like heal. Granted, they introduced the auto heal. They added that new one, which is great. Yeah. But still, it feels weird to take that out and then not have it. Yeah, not just have both of yeah. those options in, like for muscle memory, at least for old players who want to do it the old way. Yeah, it's it's just strange. And they also, you know, they kept a lot of things that are not quality of life, like uh, all different like status effects and like healing effects happening to the Pokemon one at a time Jeez. instead of all at once. Like if all four Pokemon in a double battle are poisoned, it's going to show the poison effect one at a time for every single Pokemon instead of just doing it all at once. Why? Uh, God forbid if there's like, if he's leech seated, confused, and poisoned, they're going to run through all of those effects on that Pokemon one at a time. You can't turn off those animations, so you're sitting and you're going to watch all, it doesn't be a long yeah, and Yeah, and this is just me as now an avid showdown user. It's like, it's so much quicker. Even Legends Arceus, like the battles felt super snappy and quick. But here they just feel slower and again. And it's weird and it's, because it's not fun. the Legends Arceus, so when they were when they were transitioning to this open world, they wanted Legends Arceus to be fast and quippy because I mean the the premise of the game was to catch Pokemon and explore. They wanted people to get back to mm-hmm. the exploration as soon as possible. Scarlet and Violet, you have these three branching paths. You can go anywhere. You can do them all at, in whatever order you want. You would think that they would yep. want quippier battles like they had in Legends Arceus to get players back into the exploration, to get them exploring this massive open world that they had just created. But that wasn't the case. Yeah. Yeah, it it was not the case at all. Um, but, you know. I'm getting... Led, I think that's everything for that stuff. That's okay. uh, I, I, all I the want technical stuff. <laughs> well, there might still be some lukewarm, but it, it's sort of like... Yeah. Uh, a spectrum. So we're starting really, really on the bad side. Now we're starting to move a little, a little warmer, right? So uh, let's move on to gameplay and mm-hmm. mechanics. Uh, gameplay, of course, it's Pokemon. Like if they change, they don't change the game. Arc- Legends Arceus, like the biggest shakeup the series has ever gotten, with like the different move scrolls. Uh, those do not make a return here, but it's the same Pokemon you know and love. It's turn based, all that it's good Pokemon. jazz. Four moves, super effective. Weaknesses, all that stuff. Uh, there are only 400 Pokemon uh, in this <laughs> game, only. so there's no national decks. That's it, right, exactly. That's uh, what I was going to say. I was like, that's a lot of people are complaining about that. I'm like, it's fun. We have officially have a thousand Pokemon, barring any f- transformations and forms and whatnot. So 400 fun. is fine. They can add. They can add. I was going to say, I'm I'm totally I'm honestly fine I'm with fine that. Too. Like, you know, Sword and Shield did it. I don't mind my my favorite Pokemon, Snorlax, is not in this decks. And isn't in I'm not really, I'm not really mad about it. It is kind of wild, but there will inevitably be, D, be DLC for this game. Yeah. It seems like this is the pattern going forward. 400 Pokemon at base game, 
release like batches more in DLC yeah. along with new story. And, and honestly, stuff. I, I think I'm so, fine with that. If if they start doing that games going forward, like have a 400 set list of Pokemon that they deem would be existing in this world that they have created, and then mm-hmm. bleed a couple more in in DLCs that they think would fit in and would be interesting. I, I like that, you know, because I mean, that's a whole thing. They have to now with so many Pokemon, they have to also con- create a competitive meta for this. Having a thousand Pokemon yeah. to juggle all of that is a lot. So mm-hmm. crunching that down to 400 and then adding a couple in DLC, I think is I'm fine with it. Yeah, I was about to say, I never I never found an issue with it. Also, yeah. It also motivated me to like complete the Pokédex. Yes. I'm like, oh, I don't have to complete the national decks. There's just a regional decks. Exactly. So it, it just kind of takes off that pressure for me personally. But I also just love using different Pokemon in every, re- in every game. Like, even if Pokemon are taken out that I've used before and like, I probably wasn't going to use them in this game anyway. So, you know, I, I just like yeah. the variety, but, you know, I'm also a big fan I am not, of I am not using everybody, Pokemon so. that I don't normally use. A lot of the times what I'll do, which I did this in Sword and Shield. So I, I played through Sword and Shield mm-hmm. back to back three times. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I played shit. through it. And then I did a second playthrough because I wanted to play through Pokemon with Pokemon that I normally wouldn't. And then I did a third playthrough, with which I Nuzlocked it. So... <laughs> So, oh i see i see um yeah I, I i enjoy using pokemon that i don't normally do and when you have constrained decks like this you have the option of checking out pokemon that you maybe normally wouldn't have which i like yeah i was about to say i feel like it it gives you options through limitations uh in my mind but regardless uh, that's what you're thinking yeah. or that's what you're dealing with 400 pokemon base probably more in dlc yeah. Uh, there's a couple new, uh, aside from that, there aren't a lot of like crazy new changes to gameplay specifically. There are a couple new abilities that will raise or lower your enemy's Pokemon stats by a set percentage outside of like the plus six or minus six yeah. stat raising system. That's usually uh, reserved for le- the legendaries of the region, yeah. though. Uh, if you guys haven't played the game yet and are going to, uh, we'll start, we're going to start getting to more spoiler territory mm-hmm. now if you haven't. Uh, so if like if you haven't played the game, this will reveal stuff that wasn't in like the trailers or yeah. stuff. So if you care about that, you can stop here, play the game, come back. But just wanted to put that disclaimer here uh, because there are lots of cool new moves in Pokemon. Yeah, new moves in this new generation. Uh, the new moves are fantastic. Like ice, uh, ice spinner, really strong. Like eighty power physical ice move. That is something so cool. that type is needed for a fucking long yeah, time. Ice type. It also takes terrains off. Yeah, the field. ice type has really been just like shafted for so long i mean aside from like being strong against dragon and everything but with having so many weaknesses too having a a good offensive Mm. ice type move that's physical right i imagine it's physical yeah physical yes Yes. it's it's so cool ice beam's been the best really good distribution i was gonna say ice beam is always still gonna be great but it's it's more not many ice types use it because you just put that as a coverage move on other pokemon because it's it can be used on everything but uh yeah, they added over 100 new Pokemon uh, specific to the Paldea region yes. uh, in this one. Uh, and some awesome evolutions for old Pokemon yes. uh, as well that really needed yes, it. Some... Uh, like Dunsparce, uh, my fucking favorite of, of all of them. I was going to ask uh, you your opinions on Dunsparce because I was listening to your guys' last episode, I think. And it, you were talking about Pokemon. It was before the release. And you were talking about wanting to do a normal mm-hmm. type run and have normal types. Yep, and that's so... That's Things exactly like what Dunsparce, I did. Things like yeah. Dunsparce, um, Hold, like those kind of Pokemon, which are oh my God, so Mousehold. good. Like they're really competitive. And I was like, I want to use these things now. These things are great. Yeah, it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even use Mousehold yeah. in my uh, playthrough because I didn't know. I didn't know where it yeah. was. But you know, anyway, 
Uh, we also had Farid Giraffe, which was in the trailer. That was the evolved form of Giraffe Rig. Yep. Uh, we got King Gambit, which oh, is a third evolution so cool. of the of the uh, Bisharp line. Absolutely. So Bisharp got an evolution, uh, as well as Annihilate, which Primeape got a ghost fighting evolution. I, I will say all, all of these evolutions are amazing. I love when they give existing Pokemon evolutions. It seems like every mm. generation they just get more bash it crazy with how you evolve these things. Like, oh yeah, how, how you yeah. get King Gambit <laughs> is you need to beat three Bisharp that are grouped together with smaller poniards that are mm-hmm. holding a specific item. And after you do that three times, your Bisharp will now become the King Bisharp and will evolve into King Gambit. And that Bisharp that you evolve has to have been yep. caught from one of those groups originally yep. as yep. well. Uh, and Annihilate, you need to like use Rage Fist 20 yep. times. Yep. Uh, and the Dunsparce needs to learn its new uh, signature move, Hyper Drill, which goes through Protect. That's wild. Which I didn't is know amazing. that. Amazing. No, yeah, a lot. There are a lot of new signature moves in this mm. game. Like a lot of Pokemon have their own signature moves, which I really I mean, Torch like. Torch Song is fantastic. Gives, Boosting special oh, yeah, attack Torch and Song it's like for the starters. Move, and it's like, oh, that's that's so good. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. A, a lot of the Pokemon I really like uh, in this generation. What is your favorite uh, new Pokemon? That is that is one of the questions I oh, had. Uh, my my favorite new Pokemon. <laughs> No, it's all good. It's perfect. Uh, I, I just had those in like a separate section, but it's good to bring it up here. My favorite new Pokemon. So I did do my mono normal. Oh, run. cool, cool. Uh, I did end up doing that. I just played the game through with all Paldean normal types, so normal types that were released right. uh, in this generation. And honest to God, Cyclozar, man, is has been was my ace. Yeah. Like I, like obviously none of the starters are normal, so I had to replace mm-hmm. it and. Cyclozar, which I just love its design. I know it's kind of plain. No, but like, I, I love his it's design. Super fast. Especially now, like, it's a dragon. Being so in cool. competitive just for Shedtail, like, that's so cool. Yeah, no, it, uh, it, he is kind of crazy uh, with Shedtail, mm. like, the substitute thing and the healing. And his hidden ability is fucking regenerator. So <sighs> that's so cool. I didn't know he uh, got regenerator. Cy- that's awesome. No, Cy- Cyclozar is fucking awesome. A wow. uh, close second would have to be to Dunsparce, though, just because I think it's so fucking it's, funny. I saw so many people getting angry, and I was like, what did you expect? Like, you've been, you were Honestly, asking for a Dunsparce it's the evolution best thing they could, for so best long, thing. and Game Freak's like, okay, we'll give you your Dunsparce evolution. Okay, I see you. It's just a bigger Dunsparce, Dunsparce with, like, an extra segment to the bottom. Oh, my yeah. God. Genius. I love it. What's yours? Oh, man. Uh, I really like... Um, <laughs> Oh, I think Lox, Loxix, the bug dark type. Oh, Locust. Locust. Yeah. I didn't know his name. It's so cool. Yeah, it's like a lo- it's like a locust, but it like kicks. So yeah, when locust. I saw his little, I don't remember his first evolution, but his little like grasshopper. Yeah, it's like nymph something. Nimble, nim, nim, nimble, nimble. Nimble. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Nimble. And I saw his evolution. I was like, I have to use this thing. He's still on my team too, and he's it's so cool. I like bug dark, which is really is really cool typing. And he just has yeah, a really yeah. cool design too. Honestly, like the, the early route buffs are kind of sick, yeah. like spide ops and low kicks. Yep. Like they're really uh, cool. Spide, spide. Uh, Colby, what about? Oh, yeah, never. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spide ops would be cool if he didn't have literally the worst stats in the world. Yeah, I mean it's still an early route bug, but I mean the design is cool. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's new pokemon obviously we won't go into all of them here uh, there's some crazy ones that we haven't gone over like fucking palafin and shit like that oh, wild uh oh my god yeah but uh there's another gameplay mechanic that we need to talk about which is terrestrialization the the big new gimmick in this game uh 
the, you know, the new uh, Mega Evolution, the new Dynamax, the new Z-Move, uh, the new one-off generation, yeah. generational gimmick. Uh, I personally thought it was a very fun mechanic. I definitely like it better, better than Dynamaxing. I, I'd say it's second only to Mega Evolution. I, I, w- I was just going to uh, say that. This... It's hard because I think Mega Evolution has aged like fine wine where everyone's like wants Mega Evolution back now. But honestly, this is a a very close second. I think the Mm -hmm. the concept, Mm -hmm. and I've already seen it in competitive, which is really cool. I love watching competitive fights in Scarlet and Violet. Um, Yeah, yeah. The competitive aspect to this, being able to change a typing whether to resist another typing whether to resist your weaknesses whether to boost your attack whether to counter Mm -hmm. another type is such a cool thing if it wasn't for the dumb hats that come up on their head i think that's the only thing that i don't (laughs) love i've gotten used to it but honestly the terrestrialization and obviously the name like i I don't know who would marketing decided that as the name but disaster Mm -hmm. i I love it i think it's i think it's really cool (laughs) Yeah, no, I I didn't end up using it a lot in the playthrough yeah. because when like when you catch a Pokemon, their Terra type is going to be one of their, one of their existing yeah. types. Uh, so aside from making one of their already stab moves even stronger, there's not going to be a whole lot of crazy stuff you can do. Yeah. It. The A it does the AI does some cool they stuff. They have some cool because ones, each gym yeah. leader, like because gym leaders can have Pokemon that are outside of their type mm. now as long as they terrestrialize it into that type yeah. so like the bug the bug type gym leader's ace is a teddy ursa yeah. or even the grass type gym leader's ace is a pseudo wudo i think what grusha uh, is, has an alteria that's her that's her his ace yeah yeah i was gonna say grusha has his alteria that he <clears throat> that he transforms yeah. and um yeah so it the ai does some really cool stuff with it i love that it just adds variety to the gym leader teams yeah. and like other ai battle teams uh but obviously, I just didn't. I think the only Pokemon that I had on my team that I caught that had a different Terra type was Dunsparce. because mm-hmm. I found him in like one of those. He was like one of the glowing wild Terra Pokemon that you can get, uh, and he was Poison type, which I didn't end up using that much. Uh, yeah, I was trying to. I, I think that but, gives, I gives more weaknesses than not because normal you're only gets fighting, and you and you're immune yeah, you only get fighting and you're now you're poison. You're weak against Psychic and Ground. That that. Yeah, I actually did use it against. Penny oh, uh, cool. at the end of one of the routes because uh, against Sylveon, yeah. uh, I could I just terrestrialize into poison to resist to resist its yeah. moves. But regardless, yeah, what you said with competitive, it, this is definitely what it's geared to. Um, we were a little wrong because we talked about Colby and I talked about the the potential of this mechanic before the game mm. came out, and I thought that it only changed the primary type of the Pokemon. So like a like a Pelipper is water flying. If it, if it was an electric terra type, it would be electric flying. That's not the case. That would be interesting, it That would be pretty cool. Uh, it terastalizes Pokemon into just that single type. But it is different, like, offensive. Like, defensively, you're just that one type yeah. now. So, but offensively, you keep the stabs of your original typing. Right. So that Pelipper would have stab on water, flying, and electric type yes. moves, if it got any electric type moves. And if you have the uh, same type, so it's this, type, then it boosts that. You get another boost on top of stat. Then it like, yeah, I was about to say if you if you Terra type a Pelipper into a Water type, it stab instead of it stab for Water moves instead of being one point five, yeah. it's going to be two yep. times. 
so you can just fire off nuclear fucking hydro pumps yeah. and shit like what i've that. seen a lot of people do uh, competitively is do steel because steel is such a defensive typing is just run, steel run is such steel a, yeah types, exactly so defensive. i was like this is so cool i love this yeah steel and fairy i've seen a lot of yeah. them uh use that uh it, it seems like it's more going to be a defensive yeah. thing. Like, if there's a threat to one of your Pokemon, uh, just to rationalize it into something that, like, resists those stab yeah, types. I've seen it used so more uh, defensively than anything right now. And obviously the meta is still yeah. new. But <clears throat> I think yes. one of the ones I've seen is, like, the Armor Rogue and Serilage, those ones, grass yes. terror types, yes. they have flash fire. So people forget. They have they flash, have flash fire, fire. Yep, fire yep, yep. type on them, get the flash fire boost. Yeah, I, I've seen that as well. I'm actually shiny hunting for uh, shine the shiny charcadet. So Ooh. I'm hoping I can. I, can I wish I wish their uh, shinies, the shinies are really yeah, bad. I wish their shinies were better. I think this generation specifically has. I think every generation it's has pretty, like bad shinies. This one has more bad shinies than not. Yeah, this one's shinies are definitely in contention for probably one of the wor- worst generations, and yeah. and that's kind of weird because. This generation, like, Game Freak chooses the shiny colors for each one instead mean? of having it be, like, a random palette swap. Literally, so. all you have to do, if you want to make it interesting, just grab that hue saturation bar and just move moving around a little bit and then, like, True. Just change yeah. the saturation a little bit and you're fine. That's all like, you need. Like, worst comes, like, worst comes to worst, red and black. Yeah, just make that exactly. and people will eat it up. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. But, yeah, that's terrestrialization. I really like it. I wish it was... I'm glad it's used in the game, yeah. like, a lot. Like, aside from, like, in Mega Evolution in Gen uh, 6, barely used. Uh, it was used more in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which I like. Uh, but this one, they just plaster that terrestrialization all over. Like, every main yeah. battle has, like, some terrestrializing in it, at least in the gym path. But uh, I like it. I'm excited to get to play around with it more in competitive. I think it's a very interesting thing. Like, coming off the shoes of Dynamax, yeah. this is way better. Oh, oh absolutely. Not only in just conception but just its competitive edge i think this is yeah because uh, in, in sword and shield you just you slap the dynamax on it's whoever gigantamax is dynamax first it's just like so i think this yeah. has a, a, at least a more interesting play in that level of um that exactly. side of the game yes exactly and uh, the last thing i had here was towns and cities but we already kind of talked about mm. them uh you there's no like interiors like you can't go inside barely any buildings anymore yeah. uh like, when you go inside shops, it just brings you to a menu. You don't get to walk around in the shop, which I guess, you know, maybe makes it more efficient. Like, you're quicker to get your stuff that you need, but, like, yeah. it just kind of feels it just kind of feels lazy yeah. and, not adding those interiors where we've had yeah. them before. and it's weird. Like, it, it wasn't even something that I thought about in the other games, but now that it's gone, I'm like, oh, I kind of... I kind of miss that. Like just in Sword and Shield, being able to walk through the city and there would be like hotels and restaurants and people's houses and and talk to random NPCs mm-hmm. that will give you items. This is pretty much just the salon. And there is one sandwich shop that I think you can go into that you can actually go inside. But most of the yeah. shops in here, most of the buildings are just that um, that little menu that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to find like you know, an obscure house. Yeah. If you go in and you get a, a fun item or like some fun dialogue that references a past game or like some Easter egg or something yeah. anymore. Cause you know, there's just barely any interiors, mm. but you know, that's, I, I kind of didn't mind it as much as I thought I would when I first discovered it. I'm like, Oh, this kind of sucks. But you know, as the, the gameplay of the game and like the flow of just being outdoors all the time in the natural world, you know, as, as shitty as it, as the graphics of yeah. it looked, didn't have me longing to be inside any buildings, absolutely, really. Absolutely. So, 
you know, nothing crazy. So now that we have, you know, now we're at that, that was sort of the lukewarm stage gameplay mechanics. Now we're getting into the the red hot stage. This is this is where things are actually st- going to start to look up a little bit. Mm. So we're going to talk about uh, the stories of the game. Yes. There are three main story paths of this game as opposed to previous generations. Uh, and then there's one story at the end that sort of ties them all together. Uh, this will be our final spoiler warning because I feel like we are just going to go in on these stories and talk about everything we liked about yeah. them. So final warning. Uh, Colby, I know that you have been very quiet this whole time. <laughs> Colby's still here. If, like, if you have anything you want to like chime in on or ask like questions about to like elaborate, since I know you don't have the game, so this will all sound like Greek to you. Go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was just that's the longest I've ever gone on the show without talking. Sixteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I mean, ah, I mean, I, I, I figured you. I figured you would chime in at least to like bash us a little bit, but you've been very respectful. And I, I think no, no I listen. I said, I listen. I said off the top. If you enjoy these games, like fine by me. It's just, it's just, it just couldn't be me. So, um, I'm excited. I'm excited Fair. to see. I'm excited to see how um the the narrative here is absolutely just peak fiction. I was about to say, like from this point on, I'm, I'm not going to have a lot of negatives to talk about. That's really, why I'm here. Like, I'll find this, something. Yeah, I mean, sure, but like the stories of this game are like, it's it's actually really good. Yeah, I've I've like, enjoyed the stories. I mean, I, little thing, I actually haven't finished the game yet. I'm still playing through it. I know a lot of the stuff that happens towards the end of this, but I have not. I've been oh. I've been so busy that I have not been able to finish it. But I'm still playing through it. Okay, well, I'm sorry if I spoil no, you on a few fine. things. Then. It's totally fine. <laughs> okay, well, if there if you if there's something you really don't want to know, just shout and I'll stop. I'll just scream into but, the microphone and leave the room. Yeah, you know that's fine. Yeah, I get that base boost. I'm down for that. But yeah, I, I would honestly put the story on par with like Gen Five and Gen yeah. Seven. You know, like the, that's the and, and like Legends Arceus, of course. The, those those three are like the big mm. story, like more story centric Pokemon games. This one really did a fantastic job, yeah. I think. The only thing it's missing is voice acting. I will say that. Like, if this story had voice acting, it would elevate it so it, much higher. It's so interesting yeah. because a lot of JRPGs, I feel like for the most part, have a good amount of their like interactions between characters in text boxes. It's just when cutscenes happen, they have mm-hmm. voice acting. So it's like you see cut, yeah. you see text boxes in this Pokemon game, and you're like, oh yeah, that's fine, whatever text boxes I've seen this before. But then a cutscene happens. And just quiet, and you're like, "This is this this is the yeah." Spot. But you like hear the sound effects exactly. of them doing things, <laughs> but you don't hear the voice. I will say also one more gripe before we actually get into the positive stuff. This is the second game in a row where they introduced a singer gym leader when there's no voice acting in the game. Like, why would you do that? It's so it's it's so hilarious. They did in Sword and Shield too to watch them like sing and just like go to town on the mic, and it's just like absolutely quiet. <laughs> Yeah, like the toe taps are louder. Like you can hear the toe taps, but not the fucking yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're 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 be, we're positive now. We're positive because let's talk about Victory Road. Yeah, let's talk about the Victory Road story because like that is your bog standard. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. Well, hey, welcome to welcome to the Pokemon franchise. Exactly. You, you'll love it here. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about Victory Road. So Victory Road is your standard. That that's where all the gyms are. That's your yeah. eight gyms. Uh. Well, I guess we should talk about the intro to the game first yeah. a little bit. Thank you. Uh, you have your standard, you have your standard move into uh, town. Yeah. You're the new, you're the new kid in town. Pokemon, a lot starter. of context clues. Yep, a lot of new context. A lot of context clues uh, say that you, your character was originally from Galar mm-hmm. and then moved to this region. Oh, uh, you are enrolled. 
What? Good, good on him, man. Getting out of there. Yeah, good on him. He got, came to the better out of there when he can. True. But uh, you are you are enrolled in either the Uva or Naranja Academy based on what version you are in. Uh, it's it's the same academy. It's just the name is yeah, different. Yeah, they wear different colors. In uh, Scarlet that's, and Violet. That's also really it. But, yeah. But uh, the, the director of the school comes and introduces himself and drops off three Pokemon for you to choose. Obviously, Fuecoco, Quaxley, and Sprigatito. I chose Quaxley. Jared, what did you, who did you choose? So, I chose Quaxley. And then I saw its final mm-hmm. evolution. And I said, skirt, nope, and traded it for a Fuecoco instead. And then went the Fuecoco. I was about to say, Fuecoco's is definitely, is definitely the best he, He's the opinion. best one. And I'm, I'm, Meowscarada is growing on me too. Like after seeing Meowscarada, yeah. and it's, it's a move that always crits. It's like, okay, I, you're growing on me. Yeah. It, it is hilarious. The amount of discourse I've seen on social media, it's like, yeah, the Gen, yeah, the Gen 9 stars as a whole aren't very good. Only X is good, mm. but X is like a very even distribution of every starter Pokemon's final evolution. Absolutely. So like, it's basically like they all suck except the one I chose. Right. It's like that. It's just because you formed a bond. Like yeah. it's okay. I, you can be biased. I, I, I changed. But you don't have to I shit was, on everything I was, else. I was hashtag Quack Pack from the very beginning. I was like, Quaxley's my boy. Yeah. I'm gonna pick Quaxley. He's got his middle evolution. I was like, I mean, I, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. And then I I saw his yeah. final evolution. And you know what? The animation with the Quackleval or I don't know its name. Cool. I like his little, yeah. like her little spinning thing. It's the weird toes. The toes are what get me. I'm not yeah. a fan of the little local yeah. toes. And I was like, no. And I saw a big fire croc. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, bro, Skeledirge is fucking so, so cool. Such a cool Pokemon. Uh, but regardless, uh, you get to walk around with your Pokemon a yeah. little bit. Also, there's this let's go command in the game that I never use very much. Uh, it's good for shiny hunting, though, because it's like it's an auto battle thing. So you send your Pokemon out and it'll do a battle for you. You don't even have to engage yeah. the one. Uh, you'll get less experience, but you know you get the Pokemon materials. I would from say it. that's probably the, uh, I never the, used the function I've used and seen the most is shiny hunting because when you're doing uh, the outbreaks or whatever, you can just send them out and kill Pokemon. And if it is a shiny, it won't kill the shiny, which is good. Yep, exactly. So uh, I was about to say that that's a good yeah. one. I guess it sort of replaces the Pokemon, the shiny sound, but it's just not as efficient anyway. But you walk with these three Pokemon over to your neighbor Nimona's house, who uh, is an upper class student of yours. Uh, she has already gone on her journey. Yeah. Uh, this is one of your rivals for the game. Uh, and I will say, Namona has uh, two brain cells total. All she talks about is battling. Uh, she's a one-track-minded person. I... But honestly, she's the best rival we've had in years. I'll just say that. Namona is fantastic. I'll take Namona's two brain cells and her, her excited battling personality any day. Because And it's also so cool to have the concept of your rival being someone that's gone through their journey already. And they're like, oh, I here's mm-hmm. a friend. I've met this friend. I'm going to go on this journey with you and bring up the concept of like she has strong Pokemon, but she just uses some of the weaker ones, you know, which is normal. Like what we go through Pokemon games, we catch Pokemon that are strong, we catch Pokemon that are weaker. We have Pokemon mm-hmm. that scale. That's what she's doing. She's battling with us using some of her weaker Pokemon. And then as you progress through the game, you get to battle some stronger ones with her, which I think is really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I love it that she's just ready to like battle you with her, like her champion team yeah. immediately. But like the professor or the <laughs> like, like Clovella's like, down. hang on, dude. I just gave them a duck, a crocodile, or a cat. Yeah. Go easy. I, on I'm them. really excited to uh, see uh, her appearance in the anime because if Ash travels in the anime and, and meets her, this, that's going to be an interesting pairing. For that'll her, be sure. a fucking fantastic yeah. pairing. But yeah, like Nimona is someone who has 
gone through the journey already. Yeah. She is a champion ranked trainer, but she has no one who is her equal, essentially. Yeah. Like, not even the champion, the actual champion, the reason herself is like fucking good enough for Nimona. But then she sees you. Yeah, fuck, we'll get to Gita. <laughs> but, uh, but Nimona sees you <clears throat> and is like, oh, there's potential here. And she like uses you as an excuse to go through her journey mm-hmm. again. You know, like go, go re challenge all the gyms, try and like cultivate you up to be an actual challenge for her. Uh, and all the while, she's just like, bubbly and like one track minded and like super excitable and, yeah. and headstrong and it's her character a, a fantastic also rival. kind of fix something that i had issues with in all these pokemon games you start your journey you get your pokemon but yet no one else has starters you would think that other people that started their journey would also have starters and she was saying that yeah. like oh i decided not to get a starter when i started my journey so I, i'll take this one that he doesn't choose like she kind of fills mm-hmm. those plot holes of like oh, okay some people just don't get the starters don't yeah. choose one. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can understand exactly. That. Yeah, I like that as well. But then after you battle Nimona, you know that standard rival battle. Oh, you know about time matchups, all that shit. Uh, you mm-hmm. have to take the journey yeah. to the school because you're actually like, sort of a, a ways away from the school. So you have to go through a few routes. You know, catch Pokemon on the way. Uh, on your way, you find this mysterious Pokemon uh, passed out on the beach. I love him. Uh, uh, and you go up to him, and your mom packed you a sandwich before you left, and you feed this Pokemon your sandwich, uh, and it sort of perks up, you know? It, it heals up a little mm-hmm. bit, if you will. Uh, but now you are at the bottom of this big cliff that you took a tumble from, so now you need to find your way back up. So you have to go... So this Pokemon sort of follows you, or uh, leads you through this cliffside, uh, protects you from from, from from some Houndour and Houndoom, yep. uh, despite its weakened state, and... This is the box art legendary of whatever Pokemon of whatever game you have. It's either Maridon and Scarlet, or sorry, Maridon and Violet, or uh, Coridon in Scarlet. Oh, I love my little Coridon. This, He's so cute. I was about to say, like they they did something I wasn't because we were all wondering, like, what are they? They're giving us the legendary right off the bat. Like, what's that about? Yeah. It's a it's a, like a whole story arc. Like, you're the legendary is a character in the story. Yeah. Uh, you it starts off weak, like it it escapes from you know a mysterious place that you see in the intro cinematic you know is obviously weakened doesn't have all of its full capabilities yet you're able to ride it around but it's not able to battle uh so you have this journey of you like journeying with this pokemon and trying to bring it back to its former self and honestly Uh, and that ties in with one of the other stories that we'll get into later and honestly this was my favorite way to, to approach this because like you said, the whole idea of us getting the starter early was like, oh, that's so weird. Start, starter, I mean, legendaries are supposed to be rare. They're supposed to be legend, you know? But mm-hmm. the idea of, well, I mean, someone could have known about these legendaries before. Someone could have captured him. Someone could have been already, like, working with this legendary. Like, we, uh, we'll get into it. We'll meet a character that seems to have a relationship with this legendary that we just found. So it's like the idea of, yeah. like, not just us being the big special boy that gets the legendary, that other people could also do that is is super cool. Yeah, yeah. There's actually some pretty good world building yeah. in this uh, story. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's tighter than other Pokemon mm-hmm. games have been, which I like. But yeah, you make your way to the academy, uh, and you, you know, begin your studies. There's a bit of a time skip mm-hmm. where it's like you, you know, you do your preliminary studies, but then you do this. You know, it's time for this independent study called the treasure hunt, where basically every student is just tasked to go out and explore the Paldea region of their own accord to find something that they will treasure, and that's a big focus for this game that's a big theme that is very obvious in this game is finding 
your own treasure, something you might treasure. That could be different from someone else, uh, but it's something that brings you joy. Mm. You know, like that is what you like, and it is your God, interest. That Pokemon is the treasure. The life themes, it's so touching. I mean, you know, it's it's not as heavy handed as I thought treasure? it would be. Yeah. What do you treasure in life? Uh, well, I. <laughs> I treasure Which a lot one of, of these three life, options do you treasure? Yeah, I'm saying you, you do, dude, dude. You can't. So you got to pick one. The game said pick one. Even bro. then, like even with the three paths, yeah. it's more you helping other people find their treasure. Yeah. But the main character's treasure can kind of be whatever you decide it is. Yeah. Is there a main character? Uh, Ten years I kind old? of. I think he's more like he's eleven, fifteen-ish. Just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's cool exchange. He's like fifteen, fourteen, <laughs> I think, something like that. This school is like. K through college, so yeah. there's not really a, a decimation. But um, I, personally, I made my character's like canonical treasure mm. to be the best normal type trainer in Paldea since I was planning to go through with just normal oh, types. Cool. And the fact that I saw a normal type gym, because I didn't know the gym types before, and I saw a normal type gym, like, holy shit, I need it's to go to that guy time. immediately and beat the his ass. in normal battle. Uh, oh, God, we'll get, to the, we'll get to him soon. Oh, amazing. But, yeah, you do your... St- then you sort of you also meet this other kid yeah. named uh, Arvin, yeah. in addition to Nimona, uh, and he he seems like a bit of a jerk at the beginning. Uh, he's also what facilitates you to learn about the professor of the region, yeah. either Sada or Turo, depending on your region or depending on your game. But he is another one of the key characters here. Is Arvin? Yeah. Uh, his whole deal is he wants to uh, find these uh, these plants called Urban Mystica. Uh, that apparently have healing properties beyond that of a Pokemon Center or uh, any healing items uh, for some purpose that we don't know immediately. But uh, he recruits us to help us look for that if we want yep. to. Uh, that's the second path. So Nimona is one path. He is the second path. We also get wind of the sort of delinquent group at the school called Team Star, who doesn't go to school, <laughs> and they just sort of <laughs> are delinquents. I don't. Uh, team Team it, Star is great. Like I, I, it's. No, Team Star is fantastic. It's hilarious to think these are just like kids that don't want to go to school, and their 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 story is a little different from from just that, from just them like just kids not yes. wanting to go to school. But at least service level, it is funny that that's their uh, yeah. They're they're made out at the onset to be bully yeah. type characters, uh, but there seems to be some sort of you get contacted by this anonymous like hacker mm-hmm. who is like, hey, I want to take team star down i have also illegally hacked into the cryptocurrency of the region so if you help me i will get you some and you're like sick awesome let's you know what i was curious i was curious of how she was getting me all of this money you know now it now it makes sense yeah i mean like that's canon like she like she's like yeah i i illegally hacked into the we'll talk about that later but those are the three paths that are set before you you got pokemon league eight gyms you have uh, the seeking out the Titan Pokemon yeah. that are guarding the Urban Mystica with Arvin, and you have taken down Team Star bases with this uh, mysterious yeah. anonymous hacker called Cassiopeia. So this this was uh, one of the things that yeah, I go thought for it, was the most interesting. Is now at mm-hmm. this point you have free reign to the region, and you can essentially tackle these three things in whatever order you want we learned that the game doesn't necessarily scale so it's like another open world rpg if you wander into areas that you're too low level for there's going to be yeah there's going to be monsters and creatures that are higher level for you so that just that 
it, it just kind of makes sense. You can kind of mitigate that and yeah. kind of get through those in, in different ways. But I'm really curious, Tyler, where did you start? What did you, what did you tackle first? I tackled the bug I gym also tackled first, the bug as gym. I feel. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, that one is just, that's the lowest level yeah, one. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to beeline for that. That was also the closest one. Well, nope. So I feel oh, like. I, I did the cloth uh, titan fight first. The cloth titan battle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that was my second thing mm. that I did. Cause I was, uh, cause it's, it is so cool. Like, you go through this and like, oh, like you're exploring the region. Yeah. Despite the graphics being bad, there are a lot of unique, like actual landmarks in the region. Yeah. And like a, a lot of like a very locations and climates and towns. So like, oh, I'll go to this town because there's a gym. Oh, there's a Titan Pokemon on my way to this other thing mm. that I want to do. I'll tackle that real quick. Head over, take it down this team star base yeah. while I'm at and, it. You know, it's it's just a lot of multitasking. Yeah. It's really fun. And the game on your map shows a number of what order you tackle the things in. So it's really yeah. cool to like, I want to share my map and Look see like, oh, what order did you take these in? Did you decide to just do a big like like gym battle and just take a bunch of gyms back to back? Or like, like I did, yeah. I did some, I did a little bit of all of it like in the beginning. But then I went and tackled mm-hmm. all of the um, the Path of Legends things. I did that first before oh, yeah. any of it because the Path of Legends is essentially how you are traversing and get more access to different traversal things for your legendary to to go across mm-hmm. the the world better here. Yeah, each of the paths sort of gives you a reward like that. Yeah. So, the, like the mm-hmm. loyal, you know, the loyalty system, like the level of which like Pokemon will obey you. Yeah. That's all dictated by the gyms. If you go off and do the Path of Legends, but not get any gym badges, your Pokemon might get too over level to where they won't. They won't like if you catch them at certain levels, they won't that obey you. That happened to me. I was doing the Dodonzo <laughs> uh, um, Titan fight, and I caught. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, what did I catch? I caught I caught a Pokemon that was like level forty five or something, and it was just like, oh, it won't obey. Yeah. You. I was like, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Yeah, exactly. But if you catch them like before that level right. and they go above, they'll still obey. Yeah, yeah. You. But yeah, that the the loyalty and obey stuff is with the gems. Yeah. The traversal, you know, healing your Maridon, getting his or Maridon or Caridon, your legendary's abilities back, yeah. so you can more traverse the world. So like climbing, dashing, gliding. Those are all unlocked through the Path of Legends, so fighting the Titan yeah. Pokemon. Also... And then for... Oh, yeah, also, go for it. Also, Urban Mystica, HM. It gives you the ability to do things around the, their HMs. Yeah. HMs. Oh, you're so right. Urban uh, Mystica. Oh God, I didn't even realize Urban that. Urban Mystica HM, and that's how you traverse the world, is just with your HMs. They, they slid it in there without you even knowing. <sighs> Had to be intentional. That is fantastic. I love that. Uh, Cassiopeia it literally just gives you money. Yep. Uh, like the team stars is like here's money and also here's TMs, mm. you know. So here's how you round out your move sets. So those are the three big rewards. But yeah, let's go in depth with with each of these paths. Yeah, let's do it. Colby, so any victory road. <laughs> yeah, Colby, any questions let's so far? Anything that calm, calm, calm 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 concerns? No, I'm just getting these paths, man. I'm chomping the bit. <laughs> I have, okay, the, I have, the, well, I have the store up right now. I'm ready to hit buy. Yeah, let, let's start with the classics. Okay. Victory Road, yeah. right? Standard eight gems, standard cha- elite foreign champion. Yeah. Uh, and Nimona is the rival for this path. Right. She will, you know, intermittently, you know, battle you be- uh, before gym battles to see if you're ready mm. for them. Just sort of challenge you to battles outright just because she fucking feels like it and she's got the itch. Literally, until uh, you walk into a gym, she's like, oh, you want to fight? I'll fight right now, right now. Let's go outside. I'll fight right now. Honest to God. Like, Nimona, she's chill. <sighs> she's great. But, yeah, so the gym leaders are all pretty great and have okay characterization, despite 
having a reduced presence in the game yeah. compared to other games. Like, I think Sword and Shield has better gym leaders as characters than this game does, mm. but the game still does stuff to, like, give them a little bit of character. Mm. Like, you know, there you get actually, like, a little picture with the gym leaders cool after part. every single gym with you, like, doing stuff, and it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, as we said before, terrestrialization allows gym leaders to have whatever type they want or whatever ace they want, rather. Uh, which leads to some cool things like the pseudo yeah. the Carbomitable, the Tiger. That's one of the things that I really loved because it, it, it was it could have been so easy for them to like, like with Brassius and his gym, to give the, him a mm-hmm. grass type and just give him the grass terra type to boost the grass type moves, you know. But these gym yeah. leaders all have Pokemon that aren't necessarily the same typing as their themed teams, but have a terra type type that will benefit that Pokemon. Like with Brassius, he has a pseudo that will benefit from the grass type. Pseudo is also a funny one because yes. a lot of people think pseudo is a grass or some kind of type like that, but he's rock type. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool to see that and see these gym leaders kind of mix up their teams and have teams that maybe necessarily aren't themed directly to whatever typing they're doing. Yeah. And, and even then, like, even with the limited interactions you have with some of the gym leaders, like Grusha, you get his, like, there's a lot of implication yeah. in his dialogue. Like, he used to be a professional snowboarder but he got a big injury so now he's gym leading and he's not really happy yeah. with what he's, he's doing he's also super you know? cocky too he's like i don't know if you can beat me but i guess you can try like sure why not i mean he's like yeah this is my secondary talent and i'm still gonna yeah. beat your ass cool. so uh Good step up but yeah and then you get to like like gym leaders <clears throat> like fucking larry who's my favorite he's just a normal businessman i love larry like he is everyone loves larry he's by far the favorite gym leader that i've seen and of course he's normal type so he's my favorite obviously but, it's because we all with, relate with Larry uh, way too much. That's the problem. He is very, very relatable. Uh, speaking of, uh, that brings us nicely to the gym puzzles. Because mm-hmm. at, before each gym challenge, you have to do a gym puzzle. Yep. Uh, these range from nice little brain challenges. I think my, favorites, my favorite was uh, Medali Gyms, uh, Larry's Gym, yep. where you have to sort of get these clues around the city to like order the secret order menu from a, from a restaurant yep, he frequents. Yep. And if you're able to get that secret menu item, then he will battle you. Yeah. And it's crazy because he is one of the NPCs that gives you one of the hints and you don't even know it yet because he just looks like a normal guy in a suit. And it's, uh, it's such a fantastic exactly. thing. But then you get mini games like then you get mini games like Tulips where it's just press button for a motion for 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's like, this sucks. And it's also super laggy for some reason. Well, even, even Grusha's is like... It, it, it's all right. You're just sliding down the hill and going through like flag posts. I was about to say, it's like a ski yeah. thing. Like it's cool, but like it's a little janky yeah. and not well, that, super that, well, that's well a problem. implemented. You have a, a gym challenge that requires movement. Like the bug one, you're doing the little like thing around the, you're doing the ball around the maze, but your yeah. game doesn't function very well. It makes those sections very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the physics on that one can be a little rough. I just always battle the trainers to just get them out of my way. But uh, I liked, uh, what's his name? The water one, Kafu. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Kofu? Kofu. Kofu. He's, Kofu. He has the yeah. abominable, the water type abominable. Yeah, he's just, he's just like, <laughs> one of the gym, uh, like, receptionists is like, our gym leader forgot his wallet. <laughs> Can you get him his wallet Can you go return him? it yeah. to him? <laughs> and then he's like, here, kid, here's five thousand. Here's $8,000. Go win this auction for me. You can keep whatever's left. Uh, I'm like, this is great. This is really fun. I, I saw people. Mine didn't go very high. I think mine got, like, four thousand or five i i mine didn't go yeah there, but i saw people that were like in the hundred thousands i don't even know how that's possible oh god i didn't get that far either i was just like oh you know let them let the other guys bid yeah. a bit more and then get a big bid right at the end and then you know you do it but 
Yeah, some people just lost all their money. Like, <laughs> I don't want to pay for it. It's too expensive. Yeah, but yeah, so the gym the gym puzzles aren't really consistent, but a lot of them are really fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then I talked about the, the pictures that you get. Uh, you can battle. You can seek out and battle whatever gym leader you want in any order. Yeah. It's not going to stop you. But like, if you go to Grusha, like immediately, you will die because he's going to have like level fifties. Yep. Uh, so, but you can you know take on gym leaders out of order. Mm-hmm. But this could you know out of like level order, like traditional level order. But this might end up like you'll be way over leveled for certain gym leaders, or you'll be way under leveled for once at the beginning. My, my kind of so, fix to this, which I'm wanting to do in my subsequent playthrough that I'm going to do, because I'm going to play through this again because I'm, I'm a maniac. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's using the gym leaders because you have the ability to go anywhere and catch anything using them as a level cap. So if you start off strong and you want to go take on the strong gym leaders, you can't have a Pokemon that's higher than their ace. So now you have level like sixties and seventies and stuff like that. Sure. And you go fight the grass type gym. You can't go into that grass type gym with Pokemon any higher level than the Mm. grass type gym's highest level. So like balancing it like that will help if you're trying to tackle them in different order. Because yeah, you can have a super strong team and go against a weak gym leader. But if you just go into that gym with weaker Pokemon, then that that kind of mitigates that problem. Yeah, I I think this is a good uh, place to bring up the difficulty of this mm. game. Uh, I'd say there's a, even though there's no set mode, which sucks, uh, I, I even had, I even had a, a fair amount of challenge even on Switch mode. Yeah. Now, I feel like a lot of this was because... I didn't have a very type diverse team. It was all normal types. So I handicapped myself in that respect. And that certainly did like the fight. Like I, I fully lost like twice in this yeah. game. Like I fully lost to, uh, uh, Aerie, yeah. the fighting type, uh, specialist. And I fully lost to, uh, someone else. I, I fully remember, lost a couple of times even in, because I went to gyms that I was too weak for. And I was like, I can do this. I can, yeah. I can, I can, I can power through this. <laughs> like with the Grushas. Even then, like things like, like the Clavel fight, <clears throat> Like I, I was why I was wildly unprepared for how like difficult that would actually be, uh, and even in switch mode and with healing items, like I still had trouble, and especially in like later battles in the late game, which we'll get to, I actually had a good amount of difficulty. But again, that's probably because I did handicap myself a little bit by going monotype. Yeah, but I mean, you can you know but, that's that's the good thing about this is you can instill that difficulty in yourself. Like if you want to do a nuzlocke, mm-hmm. want to do a certain typing, you have that option to do that for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, additionally, in the Victory Road route, uh, you'll get sort of pop-ins by some Elite Four members who are coming to check your progress, yeah. or even the champion, the top champion herself, Gita, will come and see how you're doing, because mm. she has her eye on you as a possible uh, champion-ranked trainer. Uh, and I think that's a good way to bring us into the Elite Four, because I don't think anything else crazy significant happens between all the gyms. Uh, when, the Elite Four is actually like right outside the school, yeah, uh, but you obviously just can't get in. Well, you can get in, but they don't let you battle anybody, which I thought was really cool. Like they still let you in to take the interview portion because yeah. in this game, you have to take a little interview. Like it's <laughs> almost like a job interview yeah. uh, before you take on the Elite, the Elite Four. Four. With uh, best girl Rika, by the way. Oh Holy my shit, gosh, Rika! Hold on. Yeah, uh, she is the the first of the Elite Four. You'll meet her in her in your journey. Kobe's ears just perked uh, up. He's like, wait, Homa. Yeah, uh, R-I-K-A, Colby, in case you want to look that up. There you go. Uh, Wait, give it a <laughs> uh, R-I-K-A, uh, in case you want to look yeah. that up while we're talking. Also hilarious that yeah, I actually, an Elite Four member, too. 
Oh my god, that <laughs> I was fucking freaking out when I saw him jump through. I was like, yes, this is amazing. Also, the first time uh, I think we've had there be a double dip in a gym leader also being the elite four. I mean, in Sun and Moon, we get the professor being like the like champion rank that you fight at the end, but I don't think we've had gym leaders yeah. double as elite four members. No, we've had we've had kahunas like, in Sun and Moon because uh, um Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Elite Four member. Like Kahuna's became gym right, leaders, right. and like Koga became an Elite Four between <clears throat> games, like between but not generations. In the same generation, the same, but game. not in the same game. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Rika's the first. She's like the interviewer. Yeah. She's the one who interviews all prospects to make sure they have all the gyms, they have the right mindset to become a top, like a champion level yeah. trainer. Because being a champion level trainer is very much like you are representing the Paldea region. Right. Like it is very Which, much like presented as yeah. such i also i also like that too yeah. that it's not necessarily like you become the champion it's you obtain champion rank and that is like your esteem in this in pal days you have you now exactly. have the champion rank which i thought was really cool yes gita is the <clears throat> top champion so she's the one that you have Should to beat be. to become that rank uh no wonder so many goddamn people are champion rank yeah seriously <laughs> she gita kind of gita Gita's Cynthia would put really that into this shit. She has a fucking go-goat on her team. Oh my god, Cynthia destroyed me in BDSP. Oh yeah, absolutely messed me up. Gita would not stand a chance. But yeah, so the Elite Four members, we have Rika, who is the ground-type specialist. Uh, Again, I'll just, on the interview thing, I just really love the questions. I love that she's like, oh, what gym did you find the hardest? Uh, Here's the city name. Okay, do you remember what gym leader it was? Do you remember what type they used? Just to make sure you're not just bullshitting the answers. Uh, which I, I really liked that aspect. Yes, Colby. As is it time for elite four members to just have variety teams and get rid of special type, specialized type teams? Yes, I think it. I mean, I think that's this. I think that could be said for like. Gym I, I was like, gym leaders should have that too. I think you can have like, and and this kind of leans into it a little bit with this gym leaders. Like, have a theme or whatever. Like, have a couple of Pokemon that are just that typing, but just like have Pokemon, like have all like kinds of Pokemon when you're playing competitive yeah, like, when you're battling with friends, you're not going to get people at least for the most part that have themed teams. So it's like, you're already used to battling Pokemon that are not themed. So it's like, you're right. It's the time. Yeah. Like have a, like have a sound type gym or like a sound theme gym with like Exploud and Kamo O and all a bunch of Pokemon that, that could just cool. produce a bunch of sound. Make a make a status condition gym and make it super fucking annoying and everything is like poison paralysis. Like little and like, burn like gimmicky like uh, like Norman's gym in Pokemon Sa- Ruby and Sapphire where he had like the critical hit room and the yeah exactly yes like Pokemon that all specialize in like hyper offense yeah. or stupidly strong defense and things like that. So but yeah that's a discussion for another day. But yeah so we had Rika who is the uh, ground type mm-hmm. uh, gym leader. We have. What's the little girl's Poppy. name? There's a there's an elite four Poppy. Yeah. yeah. So we have a little like a little girl is an elite four member in this game. I uh, saw I, how that happened, I don't know, but she's the steel type gym I leader. saw a lot of people or, oh, sorry, steel type elite I saw four. a lot of people complaining of like, oh, she's so young. She wouldn't have started her like Pokemon journey yet. We've literally had the preschool or trainer class. We've since, had preschool like yeah, classes. Exactly, so, yes. long. so like that that that's already been uh, retconned from Pokemon. Honestly, Honest to God, I love oh, it. No, like it's she, great. Her her, atti- her attitude, her personality is just a fucking treat. Yeah. And she had, I think, Tinkaton was her ace, which is which makes oh, so much love sense. Love Tinkaton. What's what's up with that attack stat, man? 
I would have rather take a weaker it's because it's Gigaton because she has an 160 power that's, move and no drawbacks. Give me bro. a weaker signature move and a better physical attack. I would have <laughs> taken that a hundred percent. Or give it give it um it's, give it a huge power or something. But I guess huge power with yeah. that 160 base power it would be oh <laughs> yeah God wild. no. Uh, but you could just get through that with protect. Anyway, we're getting into competitive stuff now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we had that, and then that's when Larry gets brought in. So Larry gets brought in. She's like, "Hey, Mister, come on in." And it's fucking Larry again. But this time he doesn't use normal types because he's like, "Yeah, my boss told me to use a different type. So if you have issues with that, take it up with her." Same Larry. And he same. uses flying types as an elite four member. Uh, and I love that his ace is Flamigo because it's the most plain flying type okay. of all time. It's just a I Flamingo. I see so many people shitting else. on Flamigo. I have a Flamigo on my team. Flamigo, for one, fighting, flying, cool typing. Two, crazy attack stat. Like, that thing is great. No, yeah. Flamigo as a battler is Also, sick. its ability where it can copy its teammates' stat Copy buffs, the stats. Genius. God, yeah. God tier. Love it. Love my and I, I think it's perfect for him. And he got he also got to keep his Star Raptor, which was his ace on his uh, actual normal yeah. team, which is great. And then we bring out the final Elite Four member, the Dragon-type mm-hmm. uh, Elite Four member, uh, Hassel, who is actually the art teacher at your academy. Yep. Uh, and he brings out, you know, the new pseudo-legendary uh, Bexcalibur, uh, which is the, you know, Godzilla-inspired Dragon Ice-type, Dragon Ice so cool. uh, which is so fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, and, and Hassel's a great character, too, especially if you do his quest line at the school. Mm-hmm. You get to learn more about his, like, lineage and, and what being a dragon-type trainer means to him. I was, was really going to ask cool. if you did any of the classes because I, I haven't I did all I of haven't them. done them. But it, it, in these games, when I play through a new Pokemon game, I literally do everything possible. Like, I'll take 10 hours to, like, do nothing because I'm exploring and just talking to every NPC. Like, I do all of it. So I'm, I'm going to get there. I haven't done any of them yet, but I'm going to for sure get them eventually. Yeah, definitely... Uh, this is a good place to enter this in too. The, the classes, because yeah. you actually go to school in this mm-hmm. game. Like you can take breaks from your adventure to go back to the school and take <laughs> classes. And honest to God, they're actually kind of like fun. like Fire Emblem Three Houses, Colby. They're pretty much yeah, the same they, game. <laughs> yeah, they're like there are actually there are supports for uh, each of the faculty members in the school. You get to you know learn about them, talk yeah. to them, uh, learn about them as characters, and help them out with stuff. I will say uh, if there if there really was cool. like a fire emblem, the house is kind of like character building and relationship building with characters. This would it'd be amazing. That would be so cool. Yeah, of course. But like the, the class, they, they're different classes. There's a history class yeah. where you get to learn about the lore of the Paldea region, mm-hmm. and it just for a lore junkie like me, like I was there every class. I was like, I need to know this lore. I want to know the history. I want to know everything. Uh, which was fantastic. There's a math class that teaches you more about the actual mm-hmm. like numerical values of like stat boosts yep. so it like i actually think that's really useful no it is because, because i even i didn't stuff, know like I, I will forget if it's like it's like like 1.5 is this two times boosted is this like three times but like I, I forget a lot of that stuff too because there's so much mm-hmm. knowledge when it comes to pokemon like resistances and super effectiveness and immunities and all of that yeah but if you i was gonna say if you go to the class she the the teacher teaches you about you know, stab bonuses and multipliers for different types of things yeah. and the stab boosts and how stronger, how much boost you get for each move. And, and it's actually kind of cool. And then there's also, uh, the, the languages classes is more funny for me than anything. Mm. Uh, cause you, he just says like, what, what does this mean? And it's like, okay, I'll just <laughs> Google search that real quick. Do a quick, uh, right here. It will be good. Yeah. But, uh, 
it's just really cool. I, I just really, I think the class is really cool. I like the, te- like the teacher's personalities are really fun. Uh, I, I like all of the faculty members. They're all likable characters, especially if you do their quest lines. Uh, it, it's just really fun. So the school aspect of it, even though it's like nothing crazy detailed, what's there is actually kind of, it's actually really enjoyable. Yeah. So I, I like it a lot. So anyway, back to the champion route. Uh, once you be all the elite four, of co- I also love how the elite four members, it's all just one room. Yeah. All the Elite Four members come in, and each one that you beat, they stand on the sidelines and watch the battle. Super cool. Uh, which is super sick. I love yeah. it. Uh, but then you move to the roof of the Elite Four building, and you fight Gita uh, in a battle that is super easy. Uh, let me look, let me look is, up her It team. is built up. I don't remember. She had a, she had yeah, a go-go. It, she but... has, yeah, she had a go-go. Her ace was... like I don't think she had a pseudo-legendary on her team. Uh, I like her ace. Like, Glamour is a cool Pokemon, but, like... It's meant to be sent out first and take hits, not to be the fucking backup. Yeah, exactly. Like the the big winner, you know what I mean? Her te- okay, there we go. Uh, go Goat, Avalog, yeah, King Gambit, uh, Veluza, <laughs> Glamora, and es- Esparth- Esparthra? Espar- es- Espartha. Esparth- yeah, she had a fucking Avalog and a Go Goat on her team. Like, that's that's insane. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, which we, we hadn't talked about yet, a lot of Gen 6 representation a and lot not of gen only six the pokemon yeah. but some of like a lot of like the there's like lore stuff in here with with gen six so i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean it does border Kalos. fair so you know i guess it makes yeah. sense so uh, yeah her we, team honestly why can't, why can't we take the trolley over to Kalos? what's stopping us from doing that the dlc buddy the uh, DLC. crunch apparently <laughs> exactly maybe dlc you'll see <laughs> still won't buy but, it, but yeah, i asked a question fair it's okay but yeah, uh, when you beat... I honestly didn't mind Gita being weak because I knew the final battle was not her. Yep. I knew it was Nimona. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, because it's kind of been set up like that the whole time. Like, we knew that Nimona has been our rival and we haven't had, like, a... Since we didn't have it... Like, the full-out battle. Since we didn't have it before the Gita fight, I was like, okay, Nimona's... She's going to be, like, after this and she's going to have a stacked team and I'm hoping that she's she's good. And she, I mean, she was significantly better than Gita's team, for sure. Yeah, no, she she was a fantastic fight, a really great yeah. end off for that story. It was built up perfectly, it was a great climax. And she like you know, she gave it her all and she's ecstatic after you win because finally she has someone that she can challenge consistently yeah. and be challenged by. And just seeing her like just super excited. It, it just it just made me it just made me smile. Yeah, I was like, this is this is a really uh, yeah, fun she, rival. She this is a really good she story. Had an Orthworm on her team. I love Orthworm. People hate on the little worm. I love oh. him. He's so cute. <laughs> I don't know why he wasn't like a violet exclusive because he's so mechanical. Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand what that is. But anyway. But yeah, that that concludes the Victory Road story. That is your standard Gen 8 or sorry, not Gen 8, uh your eight gym leader champion battle. Uh so, what did you think of that, Jared? Do you think it? I mean, from the opinions you've stated thus far, you seem to have enjoyed it very much. Uh, did you complete all the three main ones, or what's the stories that you haven't completed yet? The stories that I haven't completed are just the Starfall. I've done Starfall. The, I've done the okay. Path of Legends, and I've done the um, the gyms. I've and there's only a couple of Starfall okay. Starfall that I haven't done yet either. Uh, but no, I really liked the, the gyms in this game. Again, I think the the terrestrializing and the terror type and, and adding Pokemon that could utilize the the type theme of the gym leader without 
actually being that Pokemon's type is really interesting. And mm-hmm. I hope we see more diverse teams like this and gym leaders going forward. I think these will go down as some more memorable ones. Again, the game has been out for not too long, so we won't have them all memorized at this point. Some people aren't done with the game like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. But I think these are going to be some memorable gym leaders that all the characters have have very unique personalities and they all mm-hmm. they all stand out more than I think some other char- some other gym leaders have in in previous games. I think yeah. Gita is kind of a disappointment. But I, I, I don't know. I almost like that Nimona is our last challenge because it's like, yeah, I this person, this our, our rival is is our ultimate challenge. Maybe Gita is not necessarily it, but I think just her Gita's presence and her look made her look very intimidating. So when I fought, we fought her. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a bit of like a even in her dialogue, she's like. I hope you know I can't stop myself from holding back in my battle and just fucking one shot yeah. all of her Pokemon. She, she's she's no Volo Giratina to fight for sure. <laughs> no, definitely not. But uh, I did have some trouble with Nimona's team. Yeah, so I was happy about that. But yeah, so that's that's Victory Road. Let's move on to Path of Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone's greatest surprise in this game came from this me story. A fucking loop, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, like we said before, uh, this story revolves around going around the region and finding these giant Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are Pokemon that have eaten part of the Urban Mystica, and as such, they've gained a bunch of energy and have grown to massive size. Uh, And they're causing trouble, usually. Like, one's dropping rocks off a cliff, uh, endangering a nearby town. Uh, Well, I guess not all of them are causing Some of them are just minding their own business, and we come along and we fuck them up. Yeah. Uh, but, but regardless of what they're doing, he's, he's just he's just chilling, my boy. Yeah, regardless of what they're doing, they are standing in the way of us getting to the Urban Mystica, so we have to take them out. And a lot of them have some cool stuff to them, like uh, cloth, like changes location, so it's not just a single battle. You have yeah. to like follow it. A lot of them actually do that. There's some puzzles to actually encounter mm-hmm. them, and then there's a puzzle sort of within the battle sometimes with like stat yeah. boosts. There's different phases, things like that. So I really like that a lot, especially the Dondozo uh, Tatsugiri one. Yeah. Uh, that was just a, such a cool way to show off that mechanic and the relationship between those two Pokemon and the lore. It actually took me a while to figure out what to do with that. I was just kind of going around and yeah. on things, and eventually I was like, oh, that's that's what you got to do. Cool, cool. Yeah, because like Arvin's cause hint was like, it's not just going to come out and say that it's a Titan, yeah. but it actually did say it's a Titan. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, Arvin's whole deal with this, because like, he usually comes in after the first phase of the Titan and you battle, with battle and helps you battle. Yeah. He says he's not a really great battler, but he's got like he's got his own team. He actually helps you fight. He's helped so. me through like a lot of but these that I tackled. Like I did great tusks yeah. pretty early, and I again I was like I'm just gonna force my way through this. And getting yeah, as yeah. long as you can get through that first fight, I, once Arvin jumps in, makes it much easier to do. Much easier, yeah. yes. Uh, but Arvin, uh, as you when you beat the Titan Pokemon, you are they are they you repel them. Yeah, you don't necessarily like. Uh, never see them again, but they just piss off after you damage them enough. And you walk into the caves that each Pokemon were guarding that house the Herba Mystica. And each one sort of heals a different aspect. One is like vitality. One is like strength and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arvin will take that Herba Mystica and make it into a sandwich. Uh, by the way, the sandwich making mechanic in this game is way more complicated than I think anyone thought way possible. More- like each ingredient has different 
powers. It's it's so way weird. more complicated and pretty much just utilized for shiny hunting at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like egg, yeah, or like yeah, egg yeah. gathering and things like that. But regardless, uh, he is the cook rival. Yeah. Like his whole specialty is like he's a very good cook. He's have it. He's had to uh, sort of c- learn how to cook on his own because, as we learn, his parents weren't really around. Yeah. Uh, but as we as we go through this, we learn his real motivation, motivation for doing this. At first, at first we at the first few Titan battles we leave before Arvin, uh, and he does, and the cutscene shows that he does something while we are gone. Yeah. Uh, I think on like the the second or third, yeah. probably the third, the third Titan, yeah. we see <laughs> that he's like, "Well, you've helped me out this far. I really appreciate it. I should tell you the full story." And he throws out a Pokeball and. It, Inside the Pokeball is this Mabostiff, which is a new Pokemon that was re- revealed, big, or that was released dog. in the Paldea region. He's a he's a big, big <clears throat> dog, um, but this Mabostiff is incredibly injured. Yeah. He can't even open his eyes. He's constantly laying on his side. Apparently, uh, this Pokemon was like all Arvin had growing up because yeah. his his parents, or well, his parent, one of them depending on the game, is the professor of the region, Sada or Turo. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess he's he's the son of both, yeah. but who the professor of the region is changes based on the game that you have. Right. Uh, and the other one is canonical. Like, they exist in the other game, but they walked out, like, shortly after Arvin was born. Yeah. And we learn that, you know, the professor was just caught up in the research on the terrestrial phenomena and Area Zero, this giant crater in the center of the Paldea region and was never home. Yeah. Uh, Arvin also seems to have this strange, like, like dislike, distaste for your legendary Pokemon. Because of that reason. Yeah. Uh, because of that reason, because uh, that legendary Pokemon has some sort of connection with their, their parents' research yeah. in the center of the region. But apparently Mabostiff was like all Arvin had. But while they were in Area Zero for a time, Mabasif was gravely injured. Uh, injured beyond the healing capabilities of items, potions, Pokemon centers couldn't even do anything, all of it. Yeah. Uh, and Arvin's one goal is to heal this Pokemon right. because it, it's his everything. Yeah, he's all about cooking and everything. So he's been trying to... He, he learned from his research that gathering these Urban Mystica can restore the vitality back to the, the creatures. So that's what he's been trying to do with his Pokemon. And... Yeah, Arvin, like, in the promotions, I never got this from Arvin. I was like, oh, he's just, like, another rival. And then him being, like, very standoffish, very jerky. He's almost an ass in the beginning a little bit. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't expect this from this character at all. But learning his motivations, the fact that he literally gets emotional when he's like, I literally haven't heard my dog Pokemon bark in so long. Like, hearing its voice again, its energy is coming back. Literally, its eyes are grayed out, and then when you unlock that, light comes back into this Pokemon's eyes, and he's like, oh my gosh, you you can see again. Like, he wasn't able to see before. And Arvin getting emotional because this this Pokemon that he's had such a strong attachment to that was there when his parents weren't is starting to come back and be more lively, the, the Pokemon that he used to know. It's crazy. I was not expecting this at all from this, this side story. Yeah, they, they really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Like, I was so impressed. And even more than that, right? Because you feed some of the Urban Mystica to your legendary. Your legendary. Yeah. So you are you both are sort of healing your Pokemon alongside each other. Yeah. And at the same time, like, healing 
Arvin's relationship with your legendary Pokemon, like, you know, making him not as, like, mean towards mm-hmm. it anymore. And at the same time, unlocking abilities for traversal. Yeah. Like, it's, it's all, like, this story really connects, like, gameplay and story so beautifully. And, you know, seeing Mabasta slowly get better and better and better. It's so you know, wholesome. Sight coming it's back, so nice, vo- like. voice coming back, you know, movement coming back. And then find that last cutscene. Like this is why the game needed voice acting. Yeah. The final cutscene of the Path of Legends would have probably really impacted me more with voice acting. Yeah. Because Arvin like falls to his knees as Mabasa brings him the ball yeah. that they always or like his own Pokeball. He takes it over to Arvin and drops it in his hand. It's so. And Arvin cool. has tears in his eyes as he's coming down and like petting him and hugging him. And you, the character looking on. And petting your own legendary poke. It's just so fucking perfect, dude. <laughs> it's always funny because it like pans up to the player characters, the dumbass, like smiling default expression. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? True, yeah. They are more expressive, honestly, in this game than in other games, though. So yes, I'm, but it, I'm happy about it that. It always feels like our character has like a blank expression and then like an emotion comes out, like when it's like set to, and it's like, okay, I mean, I'll take it where I can get yeah. it. But no, the no, the, the whole Arvin story of the Path of Legends is really redeeming for the, this character and i was it, where i thought he was just some douchebag asshole he was actually yeah like, i just just wanting my pokemon back he wants to get his best friend back i just want i just want to heal my dog man <sighs> and like who can't sympathize with I can that relate. i can relate with that so sad uh speaking of i just remembered the other p- person i lost to was arvin oh yeah because mm-hmm. after you heal mabostiff uh oh, by the way while your legendary is getting these abilities back the professor is uh, talking to you yeah. through uh, the phone. Uh, since uh, the, the director of the uh, school and the professor are old friends, mm-hmm. and the professors uh, saw that you got this new Pokemon, and he's the professor is like somewhere else in the region. Like you never interact with him directly, but he sends he like calls you on your phone and is like, "Hey, you know, keep looking after Maridon or Karidon, get their abilities back, and we'll talk later." Yeah. And it's it's such a weird because like you don't know the professor's motivations at all, and he's like a very cryptic character, yeah. like a very well, mysterious also, character a, in this a game. Weird thing for a Pokemon game. For one, the professor didn't give us our legendaries, which are sorry, our um, starters. Starters, yeah. And the professor not really being present for a majority. I guess it depends on how you tackle the game, but depending on how you do it, a good majority of the game. Yeah, it's only in the Path of Legends that you hear about yeah. him, and then, and then even at the end, like. Because at the, it was like where the professor would always contact us when Arvin was not within earshot. Yeah, there's one, but time in the last, that he did, it was yeah. In the last one, the professor calls you within Arvin's earshot, and obviously this is their parent. And Arvin's like, "Holy shit!" Like, "Mom, Dad, what the hell yeah. are you doing?" And then they're like, "Arvin, oh shit, hey, uh, you're the only one who can unlock my lab. Uh, take main character and go do that." Yeah, he's the, not happy. About and that. Arvin explains like. Arvin's like the first, that's the first time I have heard their voice in years. And they want me to run Aaron Boy. Yeah. Like, nothing. No, I love you. No, I miss you. I'm sorry, Arvin. Come here. Give me a hug, buddy. It's okay. I was like, damn, man. I'm I'm with you, brother. That sucks. But he's like, something's obviously going on. So he takes us to the the lab, which was way at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. game, and opens it up. And it's dusty. No one's been in there in years. Like, papers everywhere, Mm -hmm. abandoned. And the professor contacts us on the screen is like, hey, uh, I need you to pick up the that book. Mm-hmm. It's like the Scarlet Violet, or Violet yeah. book, depending on the region. This is where this book is filled with 
the notes of an expedition team that like centuries ago went into the crater of Paldea and found wonders beyond comprehension, the Urban Mystica, crazy Pokemon. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. People people believed it at first, but then eventually it was like, no, this can't be true. This is nonfiction. Yeah, myth. The the guy was obviously just lying when he wrote this. But the professor didn't believe so. And he went down there and discovered terrestrialized Pokemon, and he's been down there ever since, pretty mm-hmm. much. It turns out this is the book that Arvin was using for his research on the Urban Mystica. So we already had it the whole time. Yeah. And the professor tells us to go down to Crater. Area Zero yeah. and bring it to also, him. Also, this I, I saw this theory bouncing around, so I don't know how true it is, but Area sure, Area yeah. Zero, AZ, AZ's from X and Y, three thousand years ago. Ultimate weapon. Did that create that crater? Ooh, that's a good point. Because I don't think, even in the history classes, it never tells us what made the crater. Yeah. But there are hints in the book that it was a Pokemon that made it. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if it is AZ. That's a fantastic theory, though. Yeah, I was because like, Urban Mystica already has that, like, HM yep. secret, so this good, too. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But Arvin, again, is pissed at this. He's like, like, I, I do not understand them whatsoever. Yeah. I don't really want to see them, but we need answers. You need answers. You've been wrapped up in this. Let's do mm-hmm. it. But he challenges you to a battle. Yeah. And he challenges you to a battle with all of the fully evolved forms of the Pokemon Jeez. he caught along his adventure yep. with you. It's so cool. And it's, it's so awesome. So perfect. It's amazing. And he I lost to him. Like I He's a hard team. I, I thought it was on I thought it was I was on good pace. Like I was like, okay, I'm not really under leveled for anything. I'm good. I was like in my fifties. He was in his sixties. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, level 63 is Mabostiff. Yeah. Like, he battles with Mabostiff. Like, Mabostiff is raring to go and beat my ass into the ground. It was yeah. uh, such a oh, good I fight. I forgot he like, has, yeah, he has awesome. a Sco- Scovillain. Scovillain. Uh, Scovillain, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know how I feel about its design. I think it's cool, but Grassfire type is cool. We haven't had that yet, so. Yeah, Grassfire is a sick yeah. type. But eventually you beat Arvin. He's like, all right, we're ready, but yeah. we're going to need a team. Like, we, you and me aren't going to be enough. Mm-hmm. So this is at the point where you need to beat the, all the other paths in order to get the final get path, the, squad. the final story of the game. One of the squad is Nomona. She's like, we need a champion-level trainer. Let's, let's grab Nomona. Or you, it's like, let's grab Nomona. That's easy as fuck. The other one, he says, like, there's a lot of weird technology down in Area mm-hmm. Zero. So we need someone who's good with that. And that leads into Starfall. the Starfall Street. Uh, I don't think we need to like go over like final thoughts on Path of Legends, because if you've heard us talking for the song, this is like the best story. It's, this is like the best one of the three. For sure. But you so how far have you gotten in Starfall Street? Because I don't want to spoil you on anything really. Um I mean I've I've been priest wild i haven't experienced that thing so far but i roughly have an idea of of what happens and who the if you're referring to the character the who their identity is yeah. i know who that is um but i think okay, i have like maybe two starfall bases left at this point okay okay well then we'll go over yeah main stuff and we'll we'll see we'll see where we All end right. up fuck it we'll just wing it uh, so Starfall Street. This is the evil team side of the story. Yeah. This is the route of the of the evil in air quotes team. Yeah. Uh, done very differently this time around. This time there are bases sort of scattered around the region. Mm-hmm. You know, ramshackle. They got tents. They're like putting up like 
water coolers as gates and shit, <laughs> yeah. like some chain link very, fences. Very, very uh, haphazardly uh, put together. Haphazardly put together. Yeah, just like like the delinquent, like the secret bases you wish you could, like you and your friends could like go out in the woods and make uh, when you were younger. Just like have a secret hangout for like your school friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing. Obviously, they have more resources than we did, but uh, yeah, you fight these. The invasion part is the worst part, by the way. Absolutely, because <laughs> like you, you just do the let's go feature and you run around and you KO and thirty Pokemon. It's the same every time. It doesn't get any harder. It it's just it's the sucks. same every time. And again, when you're po- when you're playing a game that doesn't run functionally well, when you decide to have a mechanic that just throws a lot on the screen at the same time, it just lags lag. so it's much. Like lag city in these, and it's not great. They're not they're not exceptionally amazing or interesting for that matter. I mean, maybe when you do one, but they're all the same. Like Tyler was saying, yeah. like they're nothing's different between any of them. It's after you do that, and after you've cleared the base, and you have to fight the boss at the end. That's when it gets a little more interesting. That is where that's where it gets very interesting. Yeah. Additionally, in the realm of the story, you have obviously Cassiopeia, this anonymous hacker guiding you through, like recruiting you for this mission, Operation Starfall. But the <laughs> fucking hell, the director of the uh, of the academy, uh, Director Clavel. He is interested in this because he is a new director. Yeah. Most of the staff of the school is new. Like in the past, like three years, they have been brought in. Yeah. Uh, like a, a bunch of the other faculty all like resigned at once, and it seemed to have to do with like Team Star in some way. So he wants to get to the bottom of this because he wants to see what's going on with like these students that are now in his care. Uh, but he does it in such a weird way. Like, he disguises himself as a student with this gigantic fucking pompadour wig. Yeah, you see him uh, walk up, and you're and, just like, the professor? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. My name's like, Clavel. Dr. Clavel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his name's Clive. Oh, right, his yeah. alias name is like, he's, I'm Clive, and I'm just a yeah, really yeah, cool right, student Clive. like you. And he he just goes around with you and tries to, like, you know, go undercover and figure out what's going on with Team Star. Yeah. And as you beat... So, like, it, you find out the Team Star has this, like, code mm. that, uh, you know, if you beat one of the bosses of the gang, of, like, the several gangs in Team Star, they have to step yep. down. So, that is how we're, we're going. That is how stuff. Cassiopeia is going to, yeah, they're going to exploit their own code to bring down Team Star. Uh, but as you, like, battle these guys, they don't really seem all that bad. Yeah. Like, sure, they're sort of, like, delinquent-ish, but, like, they're... They're totally cool right. with you. Like, well, even after you, be, like, you they don't, battle them and beat them, yeah. you start to learn more about their backstory with each other. And you start to peel back the layers yeah. of these individual characters and how they were the victims of bullies themselves. They were also the victim of bullying and being made fun of because they all have like a, like a quirk and a thing that they do. Um, yeah. That specifically was pointed out between all of them. So you start to, you start to sympathize and really trying to figure out the motivation of how how evil mm-hmm. this evil team is. Or no, it was a year and a half ago. It wasn't three years ago, because yeah. that's what all the flashbacks say. It was about a year and a half ago all yeah. this shit went down. Uh, but yeah, we... And Cassiopeia, after you beat each base, it's very obvious that they are connected to them yeah. in some way. Uh, you know, they don't try to hide it. I don't think it would be wise to hide it, because people would suspect it anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after each boss, like you fight Mela, who's like... Or like Ari is the battle mm-hmm. person. Uh, Ortega is the mechanic. Uh, oh, what's the, uh, Giacomo is the is the DJ who the, makes their fucking the po- banging music. Who's the poison um, uh, Atticus. Yeah. He's the costume designer. I like Atticus. He was cool. Yeah, Atticus was cool. They all have their own quirks. They're yeah. all a little off, but they're all very likable still. Yeah. 
Uh, also, they all fight you on these fucking tricked-out cars that have Rev of Rooms, which is a new Pokemon in it, and you have to fight the car as the boss battle. Yeah, Kobe, there's car, there's uh, car which, Pokemon now that you fight. You fight Pokemon that are cars. It's almost like Rot- it's almost like Rotom possessing yeah. it, but they're like the, this Pokemon acts as the motor of the car, and you battle all, like that. I was also convinced. It's super ghost, cool. Ghost Steel or something. Nope, they're poison. Nope, po- steel poison, poison Steel. Yeah, it's really weird. But it, it was it was actually really tough because like some of them have like they stat boost themselves. They yeah. have their, these signature moves that unless you have like haze or something, they're just going to keep ramping up in in difficulty. Yeah. So they have like Mela and who's the first one you'll probably fight? Who's the fire gang leader? I don't know what her quirk is. I think she's just like I mean, my mean. my favorite part of Mela is her walking with her giant ass boots. Oh my god, her giant <laughs> boots! I'm so glad they made her realistic because like you yeah. wouldn't be able to walk normally. I saw someone say like, boots. "Oh my gosh, like this is must be a glitch or something," and it's like, no, that's just how Mela walks. It's like, nope, that's intentional. Yeah, but yeah, you you battle these guys, and then this whole situation, mind you, is definitely not how this shit would go down in the real world. But it's still interesting yeah. how, in the idealized world, the Pokemon world, they deal with it. Right. So around a year and a half ago, all of these guys, all of these disparate individuals are being bullied themselves. Like, bullying yeah. was rampant at this academy before, you know, all this new, uh, all these new faculty showed up. And uh, the these people who were being bullied decided to band together and form Team Star to take a stand against these bullies. You know, they... They were together, and, you know, they were taught battling by Aerie. They, you know, tried to make intimidating costumes right. and, uh, you know, mix sick beats. Uh, and they rounded up the bullies in the yard and was like, we're not going to take this shit anymore. So yeah. either fucking battle us or leave us the fuck alone. Yep. And a battle didn't even happen. The bullies immediately, like, dropped their facade. They were like, fuck no, we're not doing that. Yep. Uh, and they ended up dropping out of the academy uh because they like they felt they were you know wrong they they were playing the victim mm. in this situation so that put team star in a bad light. on the villain yeah. in the villain light you know for everybody and we meet the former director of the school who is still tutoring one of the team star members because he's guilty mm-hmm. that he let this happen yeah. and like he and all the faculty voluntarily resigned after they did this and they sent the leader, the organizer of Team Star, away on like a foreign study just to get them, just to get them out of the the line of fire, basically. Mm-hmm. And then that's when all the new faculty came in. Director Clavel, all the new teachers that you meet, they had no idea this. about any of this. They had no and they idea. had no idea about this. Yeah, and they just assumed that Team Star were bullies. Yeah, so sad. So Team Star stopped going to so Team Star stopped going to school as well, and they made these bases to just hide out in until their leader came back, mm-hmm. but they never did. Yeah. So, again, not uh, it, it. It's not realistic, so it sort of that sort of takes it away a little bit. It's like this right. wouldn't happen, but it's still a really interesting and a little heartbreaking story. Like all of these, this like found family was formed to stand up, and they ended up being right. well, also you know, like blamed. Uh, almost the th- not a theme necessarily, but having similar tropes with Arvin and his route of having very uh, a very surface little idea of the situation and that as you learn mm-hmm. more and more you realize that the, these individuals that looked like they were bullies they were the victim they were or they were the enemy rather they're the ones that were the victims or they have a deeper story that is the reason behind their motivations behind their anger behind yeah. any of that so it was really cool to see that with with the starfall streak mm-hmm. yeah there also is a theme of like bullying yeah 
just sort of in a wire sense or just like a like oppression like team star is obviously the most obvious example but your your pokemon uh, your legendary pokemon also sort of has a, like a back theme of that yeah. later down the line uh and that's why i think it uh it takes a liking to penny so much every time penny comes she's like part of the supply division mm-hmm. of this whole cat so she brings you rewards for every base that you beat yep. Uh, and your legendary always pops out of their Pokeball and greets her and, like, you know... Every time. Uh, tackles her to the ground and, and is really lovey on her. Uh, and we find out later, you said you know this twist, yeah. that Cassiopeia is Penny. Penny was the leader, the mastermind behind Team Star. She was also being bullied. She's the one who brought all these guys together yeah. to do this operation. She yeah. was the one who was sent back to Galar, her home region, for uh, foreign study to get her out of the line of fire. Uh, after yeah. all this shit went down and honestly uh, but then she obviously came back yeah. and honestly I, I had seen that just from things online but that yeah. was where my speculation was going anyways like i uh, putting together myself i was yeah. kind of like penny seemed like just how legendary acted towards them we needed a third person i was trying to think of a third individual they can like bring yeah. into this and i was like I, I feel like penny's penny's gonna be the one and she was yeah, it's interesting too because because Clive also, Clive, Clavel oh, yeah. uh, also deduces this stuff about Team Star as well. And obviously, as the new uh, head of the school, he's he's heartbroken to hear all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, sh- I had no idea. What do I do now? Yeah. And he initially, because Cassiopeia says to meet at the school, mm-hmm. to, to beat them, because they reveal themselves. They are the leader of Team Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clavel initially meets you at the door and says, no, nah, it's me. I'm... I'm Cassiopeia. Mm-hmm. I I initiated all this, and he battles you, which is actually a pretty hard fight. Yeah. Uh, but then he realizes, like, no, like after you beat him, he's like, "Sorry, I was just testing you because I think I know who Cassiopeia is, and it's really not your responsibility to like fix this. Mm-hmm. But I know it needs to be a strong trainer to do it, so I needed to test you." And so you go up to the battle deck and you find Penny. And that's where she lays out on the floor. Yeah. And you fight Penny. And Penny, uh, she has this, like, Eevee backpack. She, she's, it's been commented on throughout the game by various characters. Yeah. She has a full team of Eevee Lucians as her team, <laughs> which, is, which is fantastic. I yeah. love it. She calls them her VVs. Uh, she, she's a great character. I, like, she's the token introvert, but she's such a funny... She's so witty, too, and she, like, no, she has really come is. back to She has characters. such, a, like, a dry humor to her, which is great. Yeah. I love it. She is, she is fantastic, and then you beat her, and she's like, finally, it's over. Because she reveals she was doing this all for her friend. She wanted Team Star to be disbanded so they could all go back to school again. Because mm. maybe without the ma- maybe without yeah. the 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 stigma of Team Star, they could all return to school again and stop isolating themselves. Yeah. And it's at that point where Clavel brings in. Uh, well, first of all, Clive does this big reveal where he's like, oh, I'm actually Clavel. And Penny's Who like, what is all coming? I knew that. So, yeah. Exactly. But Clavel's like, come on in. He brings in all the bosses of Team Star mm-hmm. uh, up to the battle deck. And they're like, because they haven't seen Penny in years. years. They didn't even know her full identity. Yeah. Because uh, she was anonymous even with them when she was doing all this stuff. And they're like, hey, you know, it. it's all right. We can all go back to school together now. You know, it's. Yeah. We know you care about this. You know you did this only for us, but you know you've had enough of this too. So we want to treat you as Penny now, not just our boss. You know you're our friend. Uh, and Clavel appoints the instead of like punishing them, he appoints. Well, he does punish them technically as the like community service, but he tells them, hmm. 
you all of your base building and all of your Pokemon battling is so unique, I think it could really foster a unique like battling culture at the school. So I want you to make these like star training centers so cool. for like our students to attend, you yeah. know? So like the bases said, still get to be used. Clavel yeah. also feels bad. He feels bad at the whole situation, not knowing the whole situation too. So he wants these guys to come back, but wants to also have them utilize their skills. Exactly. Yes. And again, this would not be how things go in real absolutely life. Like they not. would absolutely <laughs> get super punished yeah. and like that would not happen. But it's, I'm glad they have a happy ending. Like I was really glad to see that. Yeah. Clavel obviously is like, there's a lot of crimes though. You stole school property. You were driving Pokemon powered vehicles recklessly. Like you're, you're going to be punished still, but obviously yeah. not as bad as it could be. And they, and the team star returns to school. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's also funny because Penny tells Clavel, he's like, I illegally hacked the Pokemon League's league point system and kind of stole a lot of money. I mean, if anything, uh, and Penny has done the worst things here compared yeah, to the seriously. other. Seriously. She's like stealing and laundering money from the school. That feels way worse. That's jail time. Not, not from the school, from the Pokemon yeah. League. Like fucking high up there. So Clavel's like, well, shit, we'll just have to call in Gita. She would see, says, and Gita's like, hey, how the fuck did you get into our systems? You know what? You're going to tell me how you did that. You're going to help me fix this. So typical. I think I think the the idea is that Penny will be like hired by the Pokemon League I feel as like their that's new such, IT that's such person. A troll with things it's like hack, the smart hacker person, bad hired to do good because so smart. It, exactly. Yes, but I mean, I'm glad that Penny got her. She doesn't seem happy about it. She's yeah. like, oh, I I don't really want to do that. Right. She's like, ah, oh. Gita's like, mm, I'm so glad you agree. Uh, you're coming with me anyway. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly. Uh, Penny gives you the TM for Draco Meteor, which is great. Uh, and then she says, Hey, if you ever, you've done so much for me, main character, if you ever need something for me, let me know. I'm good at machines and I'm good at hacking. You're like, well, let me so, tell you, know, you, just, just hit me up. I got and a, you're like, an unexplored hmm. thing that I need a person for. I need a tech guy. Yeah. There's, there's a little, I'm putting together a tea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> G- give me the keys. I'm putting together a tea. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that marks the end of Starfall street. I, yeah. If only for the story, I really liked it. Obviously, the gameplay, like, invading the bases was kind of janky, but the boss fights are really good. The music, oh, holy the shit, music. Team Star has some banging tunes, Probably man. some of my favorite tracks are the Team Star. I, I think maybe it was, oh, I don't know. They're all, they're also, they're also banging. Yeah, the, the boss theme is super good. You don't yeah. get to hear a lot of the grunt theme because all the grunts kind of suck ass. So you beat yeah, them really fast, is. but the boss theme is awesome. But yeah, I, I really like Starfall Street. I think... Wow. I think it was also really good. So that brings us to the final story, mm. uh, which you have not played. I have not How played. How do you want me to go about this? Because I did not know that you did not play it until now. And I want you to experience it for yourself because yeah. I do think I can go about this in a non-spoiler way if you'd like me to. Uh, yeah, I guess you could do that. I, I, I've seen people exploring like Area Zero and I've seen stuff like that. I haven't seen a ton of story stuff. So I don't know how the like, implications go, but... I, I traverse it how you how you, how you wish. I don't I don't mind. Sure, that. sure. Uh, I'll keep it spoiler free. I think that's okay. fine because I think this like the way home. Mm. It's called the way home. That is the final thing. Mm-hmm. And you have the squad assembled, right. right? You got Arvin. You got you. You got your legendary. You got Nimona. You got Penny. And all of you descend into Area Zero, right? Uh, as a team, you know, like they they follow you around in the overworld and everything, like. 
it's it, I really love the core friend group that was built up. Like I yeah. feel like everyone was built up in such a nice, like cool way, and they all you know reflect. They all bounce off each other really well. Like Penny's dry humor to Nimona's yeah. two brain cells, single minded. Well, I feel to like sort of them too. Yeah. Really, more than any of the other games, I feel like that these three feel like they'd be anime companions like they would be rivals yeah. like they would travel together and they feel i think they tried doing that in x and y but it felt so force-fed that like these yeah. characters just didn't feel real they didn't feel real to them but these three in nimona penny and arvin they feel like they would be there like if i if they showed up in the anime as the squad i wouldn't be surprised at all yeah exactly it would it would be so cool yeah. and uh yeah you assemble the squad uh, you get called by the professor down to area zero. I really can't spoil it. Cause like if <laughs> so much happens in this final thing, uh-huh. like so many story things, so many out of left field, like plot twists, like it's insane. Okay. Uh, picking, but it's all done. Like, so it's all done so well. Like I was so invested in it, mm-hmm. especially cause it has such personal stakes for Arvin, you know? Like Arvin is very much the emotional core of this yeah. game. Yeah, like I, I know He's connected about to so many things. I know about all like the the paradox Pokemon and whatnot, but I have no concept of how they're tied to the narrative. Yeah, I, I think I'll leave that because yeah. like okay. there's it. I wouldn't do it justice by explaining it, to be <laughs> honest. Okay, but you're, getting me, you're yeah, getting me excited. Okay, okay. Yeah, but you all go into Area Zero as a team and yeah. even as you're exploring area zero is massive by mm-hmm. the way uh so there's time for the characters to talk like as you're walking around there's like text boxes going in the bottom yeah. like of the three leads talking to each other you yeah. know interacting and and a surprising you know, amount of verticality too that we hadn't seen like it, yes exactly in, in this game yet which is which is really interesting it, it was just really immense yeah. like it was like overwhelming when you got down there which i think was a great you know vibe to go for mm-hmm. but like you, like you hear Penny talking to Nimona, like, "Hey, your parents are like uber rich, like they're in the Rotom phone business." Mm-hmm. And and Nimona's like, "Don't talk to me about that. I don't want people thinking that I'm some privileged kid. Like, I that is like the last thing I want." Yeah. So like you, you even get deeper stuff for Nimona, who's like the most one track mind character ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is fantastic. And you like Arvin talks about more about his upbringing, his family, you know all that sort of stuff. And of course, Penny talks about more of her stuff and they all just interact so well together. Mm. And, and it, it's amazing. Um, and the story ends on like the ending of this game is so fucking fantastic. I, I could not have the heart to spoil it for you. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, like if you've, the way you and I have been talking right mm. now, if you've liked everything the game has thrown at you thus far, I feel like you're going to have the same opinion of the ending as I am. Okay. Uh, when you eventually get to it. But yeah, uh, I would say like get to that as soon as possible because it is super, super fun. And I had a really good time with it. Colby, are you still alive? I uh, know. Quick check in. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm surprised we haven't put you to sleep. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm good. I'm just the I'm perfect just... lullaby. Just listening to people talk about Pokemon just lulls you right to sleep, you know? Yeah, we just broke the new record for here. I'll, g- I'll give you guys how long it's been. Oh boy, we really gotta go oh, back. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, sorry uh, about that. My huh? side, my side says two seventeen right now. It's been yeah, same here. I haven't said a word in forty minutes. 
Whew. Well, uh, when when we do the Crisis Core video, I'll just let you talk. No, right? dude, I, I, I promise it's fine. This has, been, <laughs> this has been great. Like, I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. I wouldn't have wanted this to go any other way. Uh, well, we try. But, yeah, the, the final story is just so good, man. Like, okay. it's... It, it's really, really good. It ties yeah. together everything like in such a perfect. Well, I've enjoyed. Way. I've enjoyed everything like in that narrative wise so far. Where some sides might have lacked, like the Starfall gameplay, the the story that much made up for the lack in gameplay. Yeah, but, like it's <clears throat> even this. Like it's gonna leave you once you even finish the story. It's gonna leave you questioning. Like there's so many ans- questions left unanswered, mm-hmm. and so many side stories as well. Like do like. Doing going to the end of each of the quest lines of the faculty, like that's gonna unlock some crazy new shit for you as Interesting. well. Like in, in the terms of the story, in terms of like just rewards. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen people talking like, about just, a couple a couple things as well. And even like someone data mining some I don't know if you've seen leaks or if you follow any of the leaks or anything like that, but something mm-hmm, with like, mm-hmm. uh, like maybe Nimona's parents coming into the DLC, like some names popping mm-hmm. up that possibly could be Nimona's parents, which is Yeah, yeah. Super cool. Cause when you go to their house they're not there. Yeah. Like you only see like the servants and like mm. the butlers and things like that. So, but yeah, just, I don't know how they did it. If this of all games, this technical mess of a game had one of the best Pokemon stories well, and that, like a really moving one at that. Well, that's what was like disappointing too. Cause I think a lot of like Pokemon in general is a flawed game. And I think that a lot of people can keep past that because there's a lot of other aspects to love. But when there's mm. also a technical issue too, it just kind of it highlights those things a hundred percent. And it just yeah. and it just that becomes the focus and everything else yes. gets ignored because again, the issues are already there. But now there's issues and now the game just doesn't work. And it's just mm-hmm. like so it's it's unfortunate that that's the the state that the game launched at because there is some cool story beats that they tackle for sure. Yeah, and at least for me, who is a, a story just junkie, you know what I mean? At, at the beginning, the technical issues were way more prevalent. I'm looking out over that scenery, I'm like, that looks like uh, yeah. a game developer barfed into the computer and it somehow translated onto the graphics code. <laughs> uh, but, like, once I started getting into the story, yeah. right, getting into each of the paths, I didn't think about it at all. And I was yeah. having a fucking blast, like traversing the world finding secret areas finding all these different items all over the place secret nooks and crannies uh you know finding interesting poke like like terra pokemon and interesting out of the way places or just like being focused like oh right okay training up my pokemon going to this next gym Ooh, this is ghost type i need to do this pokemon in general like uh, this is another i did this in sword and shield but tried Mm -hmm. to go in as as kind of knowledge free of the Pokemon that are showing up in this world as possible. And there's just something about seeing a Pokemon, a new Pokemon, a new Pokemon right? in game for the first time, especially because how the Pokemon scale size wise in this, they're like tiny. And you're like, what is that new? What, what is that? And then you run into it. And yeah, it's like a Pokemon yeah. you've never seen before. And that's such a cool and exciting feeling. Yeah. It, it was really fun. Cause I was also, I kind of broke it a little bit. I was like, shit, there have only been like four normal types revealed officially in trailers. I need I to know if there's enough about for in your, in your episode, a full you six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I broke a little bit and I looked at it and I, that's when I discovered the yeah. Dunsparce evolution. Yeah. And, I remember and people like, I, Mouse. I, I watched videos of people like breaking down leaks from like the big leakers and like conceptually what might be in. But I think a lot of the stuff was still 
speculation. I mean, those a lot of the yeah. leaders like Sintra and stuff like that are are pretty credible. A lot of their stuff ends up coming yes. to fruition, but I hadn't seen any Pokemon at all um, until I saw mm. them in game. Yeah, I I definitely get what you're feeling there. It yeah. was it's always an experience. Like even in Galar, yeah. it was like what the, what the fuck's a what the fuck's a Nicket? Like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I th- that sort of leads to the end of like the the structure that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, if you, if you have it off the top of your head, what's your team looking like, Val? Oh, I do have it here. Let me pull it up right now. I have oh, it. Hell yeah, I, we got the live feed straight the, from the I Switch. Have the Switch in hand currently. I actually, I actually might need to bring mine out just to see if I can remember all of my boys. Okay, so do I you nickname your Pokemon by the way. I don't play through one. I do second time through. I don't know gotcha, why. I just gotcha, I just gotcha. never nickname my Pokemon. Okay, uh, so I have Tinkaton, which Ooh, okay. I love. But again, bro, come on. Everyone's That's like a fan favorite. Fan favorite for 100%. Tinkaton. Seriously. Uh, low kicks. I have that on the team. Hell yeah. Uh, Flamigo. Uh, okay. I, All right. I ran with Toadscrew. Toadscrew grew on me. I like. Oh my god, Toadscrew. Toadscrew is hilarious because I love Toadscrew because his little legs and him just like scampering through the world. Hilarious. Oh my god. Being a ground grass type do, also cool too. Um, yeah. I have the Skeledurge because I, Skeledurge, I switched my team. And then this one's probably going to be swapped out because I already have another flying type. I really like Kilowattrel. Yeah, yeah, the new regional bird. Yeah, I thought Kilowattrel was really cool, but I think he'll probably be swapped out. I really like Great Tusks, Donphan's kind of uh, yes, counterpart. Yes. So that might come in. Uh, possibly Annihilate. I really like Annihilate too. I was using Orthorum oh, yeah, for a while. Fuck yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that fell off. I After seeing everybody use and it being so good, I want to put a Tandem Mouse on my team. And oh my God, Tandem Mouse yeah. and Mouse Hold. Because they're, they're just great. Population Bomb is a fucking wild move. It definitely is. You know what actually kills it super easily, though? Is if you have a Rocky Helmet. <laughs> and it yes. just kills them. I, it was funny. Uh, I was watching someone play. And they actually missed after three. But that, that yeah. Pokemon had a Rocky Himmel, so it kind of helped them because they stopped getting Rocky Himmel damage mm-hmm. after three hits, which was I thought was hilarious. Exactly. But yeah, that was, that's the squad I'm, I'm working with here. Fuck yeah, an interesting... You- I mean, what a type-diverse squad. Could not be me, <laughs> uh, obviously. Uh, yeah, I'm curious but yeah, I, I, love I love that you have a Flamigo on your team. I just, I just think I'm using it. I'm using hilarious. it to the end at this point. Like, I'm committed. No, I mean, it's awesome. I just if, if only there were more double battles to make use of its unique ability, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But I've seen like people do like it's like Don Dozo and Tasukiri get that Omni boost and then bring and then in you swap in the Flamigo, Flamigo and he gets yeah. the stat boost from them. Now you have two of them, right? It's it's nuts. Yeah. But I'll quickly go through my team. So I have I did I did nickname my Pokemon, so I'll explain a little okay, bit. Okay, cool. I, I, I love it. I have L I have LT the uh, Cyclozar. Uh-huh. Uh That's because I was watching a lot of uh, Modern Warfare two clips and Soap would call uh, Ghost LT. Nice, nice. Uh, and since since this was going to be the ace of my team, I just called it L- I just called him LT. Mm. Uh, yeah, the Cyclozar. We have uh, Finale, the Dadun Sparse, because I figured it'd be the last thing that all of my <laughs> opponents would see, uh, yeah. because he's that powerful. Are you two or I have three uh, long Dadun Sparse? Only two. Mm. Namona had the third one. I was like, oh, God damn it! Yeah, yeah Namona had the the th- the third body segment. I was like, fuck. Yeah. 
but I have Epilogue the Furred Giraffe because I caught it after Finale, so I'm like, well, I just need to name it. I just figured that would be appropriate naming. Perfect. Because uh, I, I also, I originally had an Oinkalone named Weezer on That's the team. That's amazing. I love the name. Uh, <laughs> but, like, he just really fell off. Like, he really sucked, and I needed another special attacker because there aren't a lot of special attacking normal types. Yeah. So swapped him out for Epilogue. Uh, I have Choa, the uh, Grafii, mm-hmm. a poison normal type, one a Pokemon that I immediately knew I wanted to use. Yeah. Uh, the name Choa, I was like thinking like Chaos because it was such a like chaotic like Pokemon design, uh-huh. so I just sort of sw- swapped around the letters a little bit and got rid of the S. Oh, that's cool. Uh, for Choa, a Pokemon that I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to use, but I caught it because it was a new Paldea normal type was Squawkabilly. Oh, I love Squawkabilly. He's super. Yeah, I was like, this he seems really boring. I'm not yeah. gonna use him. But like he's got Intimidate. He's basically oh, yeah, a discount okay. Staraptor. Oh, interesting. And he was like blue, my my and he had a pretty decent attack and speed stat. So I was and I needed a flying type for fighting type, so I was like, shit, I'll bring him on the team. And I nicknamed him uh Jettison. Uh, cause I figured that would that would be a fun name for mm. something that flies. Yeah. Uh, and I actually really, he's like my second highest level Pokemon. I don't know how it happened, but it just did. Interesting. What's his ability? And then, uh, his ability, his ability is intimidate. Oh yeah. You just said that. Duh. Yeah, no. And that, that really helped out for a lot of battles. Yeah. Uh, you know, intimidate is just one of those mainstay moves, you know? Interesting. Cause I, I loved the design, but I kind of, I, I mean, obviously from a static, I was like, oh, he's probably like just normal bird kind of situation. He's not going to be yeah. too fantastic, but hearing that he's kind of like discount star Raptor, I kind of, I kind of like that. Yeah, like he's nothing crazy. Like he doesn't yeah. get any cool moves like close combat or anything. Mm. I, I just run Brave Bird and like quick attack and facade on him. Mm, yeah. But he, he really helped out. I, I really like him. And then the last one was uh, Arbolova, which is small of his final evolution, mm-hmm. uh, which is normal grass. And I named uh, him Gurn mm-hmm. uh, after a certain character in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 that I ran into who had sort of a green oh. color scheme as well. Colby. Uh, after uh, Colby Guernica, I, I named uh, him after that uh, to sort of pay my respects. So that was my squad. Uh, nice. My, my normal boys uh, love me some normal types. Mm. Uh, ever since Snorlax, I've just been a very big fan of them. So that's why I decided to try and do a monotype run of this game. And I really like, I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. I was thinking about doing a mono bug. I want to do bugs. There's a lot of cool bugs in oh, this game. Oh, God, that's so cool. There's so yeah. many cool bugs in this game. I would totally be down to to hear how you do with that because that's so hell yeah cool. i'm gonna do it uh but yeah now that we i mean i feel like i had to ask you your team before yeah, we ended the episode because that was awesome uh favorite new character what are you thinking oh because i know so we talked about so many so many new good ones were added but which is your favorite it's hard not to just say rika really rika's great i mean i un- listen i understand i really do <laughs> um I mean that's Col- that Col- that's the only character Colby knows now, so that's probably his favorite yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, count me in. <laughs> Larry's up there yeah, too. Yeah, no, Re- okay, Rika's best girl. We can make yeah. a separate category. Oh yeah, yeah. Rika, Rika's, okay. best Rika's, Rika's best girl. Um, you know what? Favorite it, new character overall. It, it may be kind of the cliche answer, but Arvin really came around. Gotta be. Yeah, I was about me. to say. I was gonna say Arvin as well. Yeah, I think just because his his little arc that he goes through, because of how just the emotions that I went through. First of all, thinking that he was a cool character from the advertisement, 
playing the game. Yeah. He's kind of a dick in the beginning, being very yes. confused by that. And then hearing his story, like there was a big roller coaster of Arvin's like uh journey and he's he's great and he got his he got his doggo back. That's so nice. Yes. Yeah, no, it was such a treat to like listen uh to to watch his growth and you know, you don't get a lot like you don't get a lot of in-depth characters like you got Anne and Lily in the Pokemon franchise. He definitely feels you like know, those those that level of I was character. Say, I feel like like Silver with his relationship to Giovanni could be up there a little bit, yeah. but you know, Arvin just it just immediately shot up to the to that level. Like he's just that good. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say. And then the last question I'll leave us on before we uh, wrap up and give our sort of overall thoughts in the game uh, and sort of close out here is what's your favorite new music track? Oh, man. I know there are a lot of good ones, but do you have one that stands out to you? The the team, the Starfall uh, boss battle music. The Starfall boss battle. It's such, yeah. a, it's such a, like the whole time I'm sitting there battling, I was like, this is such a banger. Just jamming the fuck out. Do Absolutely. you know if that's, a, if that's a Toby Fox one? Because it feels very... It feels very, very Toby, Toby Fox. Fox. I don't know if it. I do not okay. know if it is. I don't know either. If, but it, if he has his hands on it, right. but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I love. I love the uh, Starfall track. What about you? Uh, I actually can't tell you exactly what it is because uh, it comes. It's a spoiler. It comes at the end of the game. You know what? I uh, is it in Area Zero? It is. Okay. I, I heard someone. I saw a tweet. Someone said like the music in Area Zero, fantastic. And I saw someone walking through. Okay. I it's not. Hear, I it's not it the yet. Area Zero specific theme mm, okay but it is a theme that you'll hear when you're down there at some point okay okay i'm, I'm so excited you've got me very excited i was you already excited probably this, know what i'm excited. talking about when you hear it okay okay perfect uh and that one does have toby fox all over it so okay uh you'll absolutely know it but yeah this, this game's music fucking banged from oh like yeah beginning to all, end, all so. of it regardless if it, there was toby fingers on it or not these tracks were yeah good. It, it's like a sonic situation it's like yeah. no matter what state the game is in the music's gonna fucking ball yeah. out i mean there's no crush 40 songs in this but i mean you know i'll take it yeah i, I mean of course you know <laughs> you take some you lose some but yeah I, that's everything i had so yeah you know we, we we've been talking for two and a half hours now about mm. this game and i there's been a lot of memes of people like hey i'm thinking about getting the new pokemon game what do you think about it? it's like oh it's fucking you know horribly optimized it's terror like the graphics yeah. suck the lag sucks and the person's like oh so i shouldn't get it then like no it's the best pokemon game ever you should definitely get it yeah you know this that's that weird dichotomy so like if someone asks you that question like sh- how do you think about the new pokemon game should i get it yeah. What do you think your answer would be? I'm going to change that someone. I want to direct this to Colby specifically. <laughs> I'm going to get a... Be my guest. I could never. Please try, because I couldn't do it. Look, this game has a lot of issues, like normal Pokemon games probably do. This game has a lot of technical issues, which hopefully jesus christ are fixed as time goes on <laughs> so yeah, hopefully yeah. we get to a state where that is not part of the conversation anymore but this is such a good pokemon game and something that we didn't touch on is playing this multiplayer throughout yeah. everything i've always wanted to be able to like legitimately go on a, on a pokemon adventure and, and being able to share that experience how this game has felt the most fun is play as i've been playing it with kai from from the podcast and us playing mm-hmm. it from the beginning, running around the world, seeing Pokemon that we can both see, catching Pokemon. When you run into a battle, you can just see them battling. Like you can see your friends battling other Pokemon. You can see them battling other trainers. It really feels like a full, complete world where you and your friends can explore. 
And I mean, that nonetheless feels like what I've been wanting from a Pokemon game for such a long time. Mm-hmm. I think there's some mechanical things that fall short and the the champion and that battle on that side of things do fall short, but they took an interesting route with some of the stories in having there be three separate stories, surface level or one thing, they peel back the layers and then they all kind of culminate and come together in an interesting narrative. I, I, I think it's definitely the most interesting or more interesting one we've had, probably close to black and white. I still think black and white gets a little more gritty than this one. I mean, getting all your mm-hmm. gym leaders to fight the evil team at the very end in <laughs> black two, white two is kind of hard to, you can't, it's kind of hard to beat that. Um, but it is good. Some of the Pokemon are really cool. Some of the, the, the terrestrialize thing is cool in, in a competitive sense. It, it, it works a little bit in, in the gym leaders throwing around different Pokemon that have a similar themed terror type. But I think overall in its, in, in its totality, terrestrialization is an interesting gimmick that they, that they added for sure. Um, if you have someone to play this with, play from the beginning, go on an adventure together experience frustrations experience hardships experience fun and exploration with another person and that's what's more fun than that not spending 60 dollars on this game (laughs) i was just about to say that (laughs) (laughs) if someone gifts you pokemon scarlet or violet then you should play it (laughs) i need that receipt taste as a box christmas is right around the corner you already got me my gift i'm good i'm in the clear yeah, well, Christmas is still coming. Just gonna keep buying you like copies. You have like I sixty could, I copies. Could just, I, just, <laughs> I did threaten to put it in the switch and glue, and hot glue the I yep the, the latch shut on episode. the switch. Yeah, listen, all I'll uh, say is this, Tyler: if you send me a copy, switch it up, and be doing a giveaway. <laughs> that works. Too. What if I send you Legends Arceus giveaway? We're regifting. Oh, okay. Legends Arceus well, has. Some really cool uh, mechanics to it too. I would say eh, this story's the story's pretty good compared to this, but the catching mechanic is really just, just the ability to throw Pokeballs in itself at Pokemon in Legends Arceus. Yeah. I just heard that I just heard from Tyler that Garatina just fucks you up at the end. So that that's all that's all I'm really in for. He does. Oh, hundred! <laughs> literally, that 100%. fight is the best Pokemon fight that I've ever done. Yeah, he does. The dude that if you're, I know your favorite po- your favorite legendary Pokemon is Giratina. If if that is true, you gotta play Legendary. If you, if bro. you're into just getting wrecked and feeling pain, and you want to do that by your favorite Pokemon, Giratina will oh, destroy. I did that fight so many times. It is so ridiculously many times, hard, dude. I think I lost ten times before I actually won. I had like I I decided I was like, you know, what? I'll bring a team of Legendaries in here. Legendaries got sweet. Didn't by do them. shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but that's a different yeah. game. That's it. That's uh, and I really. Game. Yeah, I really couldn't summarize it better. Than, I feel like we have like almost the exact same opinion on this game. Yeah. So I feel like I don't even have to say anything. I think you really you beautifully bookended it right there. Same Z's. Ditto. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, I think I think we've made ourselves we've we've proposed our our arguments. We've talked about the good and the bad and the lukewarm. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, Jared, I can't thank you enough for coming on this podcast and talking uh, about this with me. Because no. if you weren't, Colby would probably be shitting on me the entire episode. So I'm glad <laughs> it was two versus one on this time. <laughs> no, I, I will come back and gang up on Colby anytime you want me to. I'm, you know, <laughs> seriously, seriously, thanks guys for having me. The, the honor's all mine. And thanks for uh, staying up to the wee hours 
to to record this. <laughs> no, of course, man. Ah, that's all right. No problem. All right, all. man. Thank thank you for coming on. On yeah, on my behalf, since I said like nine words this episode. Thank you. It, it was great. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed having you on. I couldn't have thought could have thought of a better person to have Tyler just absolutely play ping pong with as far as this game goes. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, no, it was it was a fantastic time. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, Colby, I feel like I really should turn over the outro to you just so you have some <laughs> more words to talk in this episode. So do you have any final thoughts? And if you don't, would you like to carry us into the outro? I got Did we convince you? No, absolutely okay. not. That, that, that was a fool's errand from the beginning. Yeah, I knew we that's, wouldn't, that's but, right. you know, it's, a, it's an important question. No, listen, I, I have no doubts the game is fun for Pokemon fans. Um I just think that I just think that uh, the I just think the clock hits has hit midnight for me when it comes to this franchise for now. So literally and just, figuratively, probably. Uh, we're at tw- if you can get twenty two minutes out of this episode, then yeah, literally. But um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, that's gonna do it for the episode sw- for switching the podcast season season four episode <laughs> ten one. Um, you sound so you're gonna, you're gonna make exhausted. it, buddy. I'm exhausted. You're gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I haven't said shit the entire episode. I've been tired since 901. But uh, thank you again Fair. to Jared for coming on. Um, one of the many guests we hope to have on season four. Hope to have as a recurring guest. I've been lucky enough to be on not just one, but two of your shows uh, over on those airwaves. Tyler, I'm sure your time is right around the corner. But oh, it's coming. I got Pokemon. I got Pokemon <laughs> stuff for you. <laughs> hey, please. But Jared, please. Um, <laughs> One last time for those still listening, our secret audience, tell us where they can find you and all your amazing projects you got going on. Yeah, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Honestly, if you Google Play Along Podcast, now our link tree and our stuff just pops up. So it's right on the top, Play Along Podcast. We follow us on our socials. We have a link tree. It has all that stuff in there. I'll give it to the, the guys and they'll put it in the show notes. All right. Well, perfect. And um, Tyler, turn it over to you. Any any final thoughts? Any more, <laughs> any more words those vocal cords can strum? Uh, always. I don't know, man. Be- being a DM has, has really increased the amount of time I can talk for. Uh, but, I mean, Jared, listen, send me your friend code if you need help completing the decks. Yes, let's do it. You have Violet, me right? up. Uh, I do have Violet, yeah, so I can get yeah. you all those all those juicy exclusive mods. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, let's do it. Just, just let me know. We'll get you that shiny charm in no time, I promise. Yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, again, just, just thanks for coming on. It was an yeah. absolute pleasure thanks to get to talk. Thanks for having me. Uh, positively about this game with someone thank god so but yeah so Colby why don't, why don't, you, why don't you take us out alright well morning evening night 11.40pm on the east coast whenever you listen to this um, thank you so much for tuning in and have a good one